Hello, listening people, said Ryan, eager to start the episode, and his co-host Bartek said with twice the enthusiasm, I... To which Ryan responded with... Brilliant. That's all I'm going to reply with. There's nothing more needed to say. Oh, you're the narrator now. I'm, I'm a co-narrator. We are both co-narrators of our own show. Spit and Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces. What do we do on Spit and Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces, co-narrator Bartek? Bartek responded with the answer, which he answered. <laughs> okay, see... So, You're so, really proud okay. of yourself for that one, no, aren't you? No, okay, guys, look, seriously. On this show, Unappreciated Masterpieces, we find movies that in one way or another, need more love. Whether they're movies that once had love and have just been thrown in the gutter, whether it was movies that were just thrown in the gutter from the get-go, or movies that, you know, maybe have a mansion but just no one notices. Maybe they're just looking at the 7-Eleven next to the mansion. <clears throat> they they need to be known. Movies that need to be known, and we, the co-host and the co-host, because we're both co-hosts, I could have said one of us is the host, but not, we do audio commentaries on them which we put out on the internet and then people might listen and people might learn i mean if you want to learn go ahead keep listening but if you don't want to learn listen Look, anyway we need we're not saying that you could use our show for teaching purposes but you could use our show for teaching purposes i'm a hundred percent sure and and so we we do movies or feature length audio commentaries for, for for movies that need to have more people learn about it, their existence and what lies within those films. That's very important because, hey, we may chuck the movie title. You're probably reading the movie title going, oh, I know this one. But, you know, you may not actually know it. And Bartek, what is the film that we today are going to know? Ladies and gentlemen and... Schmizmas. Schmizmas and anything else that I might have missed. I'm sure there's one or two things. The movie we're watching today is Zimova Opowieszcz. Oh, wow. You speak Look, Polish. Uh, no, I don't. That's, oh, that's the unfortunate thing. Bartek's saying the title in Polish and I don't speak Polish. I mean, yes, we are both Polish, hence we're called Spit and Polish because we're spitting and we both happen to be Polish. But, oh boy, I don't actually speak Polish, like I don't get that ability. Thank you for getting my gender right. Yes. Boy, that's me. Boy, <laughs> boy. Um, what's the movie? I mean, we could get. I could guess, but I don't know. Oh, uh, you know. Oh, I thought. I thought when you said I could guess, that was going to lead up to one, but you just you pulled the fast one on me, Ryan. The movie Zimowa Opowieszcz is a winter's tale, also known as a New York winter's tale, I believe. A Winter's Tale or just Winter's Tale? You know what? I can't find online what the official title is. Some of them say The Winter's Tale. Some say A Winter's Tale. Yeah, Shakespeare's really hard to narrow down. Okay, right. Tell them that it's not the Shakespeare play or else they get confused. (laughs) It is not the Shakespeare play. As everyone learnt very, very quickly into the movie, it is not the Shakespeare play. It is based on a book. A book that I'm pretty sure you have not read. Nay. I know I haven't read it, but has our amazing guest read the book? <gasps> yes, right. We have a guest who reads books. Oh. Now, now, whether they read this book is yet to be heard from. Bartek, who's our guest? Ladies and gentlemen, the guest 
is the exact same person as Ryan, except whereas Ryan is a Huapak, this one is a Jeff Chinner. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I have no idea what that means. Come on, God. It's Polish for boy and girl. I it think. is, yes, correct, right? I narrowed it down through deduction. I have a very limited knowledge of Polish, which basically entails, I think that dobre means good. It is, that's true, yes. So, Excellent. you are my sister. Alana. Yep, I'm the more experienced Slavinsky. She here. she knows how to say some words in Polish. So, yep. also, is Alana our first Polish guest properly? I mean, we've had another Polish guest technically on the show, but it was like their great-great-grandfather. No, it was just his grandfather. Oh, that's fine. You're our second Polish guest. You didn't even get the honour. I, I can try. Um, Nie po polsku? Was that good? Yeah, yeah, that was actually not bad. She, well, she doesn't understand Polish. There we go. <laughs> there we go. So, we are going to do the film Winter's Tale. But, Alana, you read a lot of books. Alana is one of these people who just sits down and is like, here, here's your birthday present. It's a book. And Jess will sit down and read the entire book. <laughs> in the one that. Exactly. <laughs> Um, have you read Winter's Tale? I have not had a chance to read it, but I inquired with my little cabal of fellow book readers and I found somebody who had read it, uh, but hadn't seen the movie. And all they asked was, is there a horse dog with wings and does a person die randomly? Uh, yeah. And apparently, yes. Yeah, so Spoiler. From what I understand, the movie is actually a very good representation of the book. Um, oh, yeah. But the book doesn't make a whole lot of sense that's because it's a feeling story. And we're going to feel the story of Winter's Tale from 2014 with uh, uh, Colin Farrell and, and Russell Crowe. And, oh, oh, there's others. Um, so, obviously, guys, get your copy of Winter's Tale ready. Because you're going to want to watch... You're most likely going to want to watch this as we talk about it. Because you can hear our glorious voices talking about it. Yeah, sure, sure. Thank and that's you. that's... Thank you again. Uh, that's the brilliance. But sometimes you just need to see the Im- images. And this movie is nothing but beautiful, beautiful images and nice haircuts. Mm-hmm. Every so, frame a painting. Every frame a painting. <laughs> so get your copy ready because we're going to start this in three, two, one. Say play. Play. Yeah. So, Winter's Tale. Now, they went for a very interesting kind of thing for the for the film here, where each of the film distributors and producing titles and all that turned to sepia. <gasps> oh, oh yeah. It's a, it's a very artistic way of doing it. It's kind of like, hey, this is going to be fun, because, you know, movies that kind of play around with these iconic images are usually pretty fun. I found it reminiscent of The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. I mean, or more appropriately, Oz the Great and Powerful. Mm. Yes, uh, you know, or <laughs> Weed Pictures, Weed Road <laughs> Pictures. So we automatically open up with this beautiful narration from our main female character. I say that with a question mark because this movie is kind of questionable in all of its filmmaking choices and storytelling. Now. Big question, obviously we haven't read the book, but has any of us seen the movie before having to do it for this show? Did any of us see it in 2014? Or no, beyond? No, but in previous episodes, most 
notably the Annie episode, I talked about how I used to watch that show uh, Midnight Screenings on the cinemasnob.com. And I remember back in 2014, that was still around the time where I'd like uh, binge through all the episodes. And I remember when I came upon the Winter's Tale episode, um, I was very fascinated by the movie and I told our buddy Reese that we should see this at some point. And we never did. So when we started this show, this was obviously one of the movies I had on my mind. And when you mentioned it, I'm like, well, I've heard of it, so I'm definitely interested to do it. Uh, and that is my history with this movie. What about you, Alana? Any hist? I have to admit, it's the exact same. I watched the Cinema Snob reviews. I remember this coming out, and I never got around to watching it. Ooh. Then when you told me we're watching Winter's Tale, I had to go searching, and it was like, Shakespeare, Shakespeare. Probably not the Shakespeare. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I had a better... Uh, not better. An interesting history. I lived with a housemate at the time who whose name will not be mentioned... Uh, because she's insane. And she went to see this movie on a date with her boyfriend, and I was interested in what it was about because it was very... All the posters were very, very bland, generic kind of men almost kissing girl. And it's like, you remember the slogan for this movie? This is not a true story. This is a love story. <laughs> I've got something about that for and, later. And it's kind of like, what's this about? And she told me in vivid detail what it was about, and I did not believe her. Because <laughs> as if they, in 2014, would put out a romantic movie where Colin Farrell rides a horse that flies away. And it's set in the real world. Magical realism. Magical realism. And, like, all these things, like, Russell, we'll, you, know, you know, there's Russell Crowe, and we're going to get on to, obviously, uh, there's a famous cameo from Will Smith himself. You know, the, the, the real gangster of the movie. Yeah. Also known as Seth Green, to, <laughs> in some circles. Yeah, that's for Scooby-Doo 2 fans out yes. there. Um, so this movie's history for me was just hearing about it secondhand as, you know, from a real person in front of me, you know, and it was very interesting because I was actually tempted to go see it, but then I was like, I don't know if I can be bothered, and I didn't. I didn't go see it because I wasn't bothered, and boy, do I regret it. <laughs> because if I saw this on the big screen... You know, who knows what would have would have happened. I, I, I would have loved it. I would have been buying it on DVD as soon as it came out and recommending it to everyone. Uh, you know, they have lens flares. We just had our first lens flare, and it was a special one. It was a reflection lens flare. Yeah, lens flares are very important in this movie. And, you know, um, when I was talking to you, Alana, about, oh, did you enjoy the movie? Did you watch it just before starting the podcast? Her one reply, Bartek, was there were lens flares that would make J.J. Abrams cry with joy. No, I believe I said cream is jeans. Cream is jeans. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, look, we have a movie here that plays with time. <laughs> you know, is it is it 19, is it 1890-whatever, or is it is it 19-whatever, is it 2000-whatever? Who knows? I can't tell. Is this 2014 right now? I mean, it seems like 2014. I mean, it feels like in 2014 we shoved babies into model boats and just chucked them in in the sea. That's how we got you, I'm fairly sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. No, Ryan, there are no no mobile phones, though. No, but there is CGI water, and that's very (laughs) 2014. Yeah, that's... That guy really does look like Colin Farrell's dad, though. Mm. I mean, I'll give him that. I'll give them that. You want to know why? Because it is his dad. No, because they cast a really good person that looked like he'd be good for the part. Oh, I thought you were actually going to say, because it's his brother, Joe Farrell. (laughs) Joe Farrell. Um, 
So we did not see this movie. Now we have watched the movie before doing it for this for the show. And there's there's uh, a Winter's lot. Tale. Okay, Just so Winter's the movie Tale. Seems no and there's a lens flare in the in the credits too. <clears throat> so now we now we've seen the movie and it jumps around with time a lot. Which time period is your favorite in the movie out of the three? Now I know one of them's shorter than the other, which is the dad's yeah. era. But which which one did you that enjoy? That one's like the flashback era. Mm. Yeah, well, aren't they all flashback eras from 2016? I have to say, the flashback era is my favourite. It just poses a lot of questions. Yeah, like, what disease did the dad have? Pulmonary. And they seem so healthy. Is that, like, is that worth being deported for? Apparently so. Is it contagious? I, I, I don't know. I really should have researched that, but... It's from it the lungs, be... isn't it? Yeah, this... Uh, this movie he didn't seems see... to have a lot of thing, a lot of diseases centered around the lungs. But no coughing. But no one coughs. Yeah. Well, you can't cough in a movie because it's not sexy. Mm. It'll clip the audio. Yeah, it'll clip the audio, and you know you can't just um, cough <coughs> all over the shop. I mean, what is this? You can do that in TV. That hence Breaking Bad, they cough all the time. But mm-hmm. you can't do it in a movie. You can't have you know Colin Farrell's dad cough. It's not sexy. You can just hear the director right now. The director who, might I add, it's their first directing debut. It's a de- directing debut. Not only did they direct it, they wrote it and produced it. It's a, if they were the lead star in it, it's a it's a it's a Tommy Wiseau to kind the of film. First bit where I went, okay, movie, what are you doing? Is this the first bit where you realize this was a Shakespeare adaptation? Largely, yes. The the Tommy was so effects uh, you made there. Was accurate, but I feel like a more appropriate one for this movie would be the nothing but trouble effect. <laughs> oh, we mean Dan Aykroyd? <laughs> Given how there are acting similarities between uh, Dan Aykroyd's character in that movie and some of the more you colourful mean, you characters. You mean just in this Russell Crowe? Mm. Yes. So we saw The Crow. <laughs> Do we like Colin Farrell and Russell Crowe as actors and/or people? Bartek, how do you feel about them as as actors, at least? Uh, Colin Farrell, I need to be more familiar with. Russell Crowe, I do like. What about him? Do you like? Because you could argue that he hasn't actually done a good film for a little while. I mean, he did Nice Guys this year, which was nice. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I liked it. It yeah. was nice. <laughs> and he was a guy. Like me, so I liked it. You mean a boy? You're a boy, not oh, a guy. Oh shit! Yeah, I'm a nice Jeez. boy. I'm a good boy. Good boy, Bartek. Thank you, Ryan. So you like him? I like, I like him. him. He just got this charm about him. Him, he's got this arrogant charm. Yeah. The charm of I'm gonna beat you up. Charm. <laughs> what about you, Lana? You a crow fan? Oh, definitely. Now, he seems like the kind of guy that would beat you up, but he'd buy you a beer after. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He would yeah. definitely buy you a beer after like killing you. Yeah. Have you guys seen the South Park episode where they make fun of him, like fighting around the yeah, world? Yeah, Russell Crowe fighting the around the world. Yeah. yeah. Have you heard the story behind why they were making fun of him? No. no. This is this was really weird. So Trey and Matt apparently they met him at some point um, at a party or something, and he invited them to his house to listen to his debut album. Or something yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And apparently, like everyone at the at the coming to his house was like complimenting like oh this is very good this is very good mm-hmm. but they thought that it was kind of shit and they were kind of blunt about it mm-hmm. yeah he, and apparently at some point when the album finished he's like all right i'm gonna li- we're gonna listen to it again oh, so they were kind of making fun <laughs> of how kind of full of himself he was yeah you heard the friends will rom masterpiece russell crowe band's a fucking piece of shit no. Oh, oh yeah. One of my favorite song. Russell Crowe uh, things is he in real life. Russell Crowe has this whole thing, especially on Twitter. Is his response is 
let me teach you personally. <laughs> so one time he was making a status about like uh, Australian politics, and someone's like, "I don't need to hear your your fucking faggot opinion." And he's just like, "I understand, but let me teach you my ideas personally." And he's just like, "You know, Russell Crowe's gonna kill this guy." It's kind of like de- like commanding thing to say. Well, he yeah. was a master and commander. Yeah. <laughs> so he's one of those Australian actors that's actually New can, Zealand. Can, can we stop about Russell Crowe-isms for now and just appreciate this is the lens flare orgasm scene? Mm. Now, this is the weird part about lens oh, flares. I don't like lens flares very much in film. I don't like J.J. Abrams films a lot because of them, but I'll give J.J. Abrams this. And now, now, this isn't a weakness of this movie. It's a strength because this is a magical realism world. So... And this is the part where we're still not sure that it's magical realism. Like, we've seen the horse fly, but it's kind of like, oh, they're going to explain that. This is a scene where you just go, okay, why is lens flares coming off of nothing? And then, oh, it zooms out. The room is nothing but shiny objects. She's holding a, holding a you know, monocle. lens and a monocle, yeah. And she's just like, you know, I'm blind. <laughs> Which never plays into it. Did she ever get glasses? No. No. So I guess that's why she, spoiler alert, dies. Yeah, didn't see it coming. It would have been a real plot <laughs> twist if Russell Crowe was actually her optometrist. Like, like he's not actually a demon. He just really wants to get a good price for her. And, and he's intent on killing anyone that stops him. And, and Colin Farrell is another rival optometrist. Like, it's a battle of optometrists. I would like that movie a lot. Yeah, I, I'd I'd watch it, I guess. It would be called. It, what would it be called? Not Winter's Tale, a looking tale. Optical tale. <laughs> An optimal tale. Oh. <laughs> optimal optics. Yeah, oh, that sounds like a really good business. Let's start our own yeah. optical business, guys. <laughs> Alana, you can, you can be the 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 head optometrist. Uh, Bartek, you you can be the janitor, and I'll be the receptionist. And janitor then... and person who came up with the name. I need that in my title. No, <laughs> no, no. It's a spit and polish trademark. I'm, I, and I'm one of spin polish. Oh, you say that now. <laughs> Wait till there's a coup. Ooh, that was some nice lens flare just there. Hey, it, it was some lens nice... flare a falling coin. Hey, it was nice coin flipping. And, um... Would this guy here... Um, I forgot his name. You can just be racist and say the black Wait, guy. Wait, wasn't his name Ray? I think his name may His name is Ray. Ray. Oh, so he's Ray Charles. Is that the joke? <laughs> no, no, legitimately, I'm <laughs> sure be, his name was Ray. Wouldn't it be great if he was Ray Charles and Russell, and Colin Farrell blinded him with a lens flare? What a twist. But anyway, the thing about black here... Um, <laughs> is he... Mm, An uh, angel? I was going to ask, is he the... Uh, she was that character's name in Bewitched that that Steve Carroll played. His uncle Uncle Arthur. Arthur. Is he the Uncle Arthur of this movie? Because what's his deal? He's an angel, I'm pretty sure. Oh, oh okay. We, we meant to like read into that. I, I assumed he was an angel because he's working on the side of good. Because he appears in the 2014. Yeah, but angels for once. And yeah, I think angels don't age either. Yeah. Yeah, the, the angels don't age. And yeah. the I'm... demons seem to. Are you sure? Some demons do, unless not all of the bowler hat gang are demons. No, I don't think all of them are demons, because Russell Crowe kills one with a bullet. Ah, that's true. This guy, specifically. Oh, yeah, Romeo. Yeah, and it's very interesting, this scene, because not only does it feel like it's going to be a musical number, because do you remember how he says enter? He does not say it like, 
Enter. He goes, Enter. Oh, well, well, <laughs> it was the best. I want to get a remix of this whole entire scene. Well, Ryan Russell Crowe is a musician. Yeah, and... Well, that's because it's not a horse, it's a dog. I've seen and we should clarify <laughs> this. We're no longer call- calling it a horse, it's a dog. Get it right from now on. So it's not a coin, it's a piece. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so it's a dog. Do we... But there's one part where he says it's not a dog, and then every time after that he just says it's a dog. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he even clarifies what it is when it's not a dog. It's 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 a guardian angel. We know this. So wait, wait, Bartek, what's your interpretation of the dog horse? That's one of the things that confused me about the movie, honestly. Okay, but what's your what's your understanding of it? Because I want to hear. I suppose if you call something a dog that isn't a dog, it doesn't necessarily sound like a compliment, despite all of like the positive qualities you might assign to a dog. Like, if you might, uh, more so in maybe Australian slang, say that something is a dog move, or... And Russell Crowe is Australian. So or if you're no, of a higher mean, class least. and you see a, a dirty peasant who should fuck off, uh, you might say, uh, get back with the dogs, or you dog, get out of here. So maybe maybe he doesn't like this angelic character of the white horse, and he's calling it a dog? Do you think his character's Australian? I like to imagine, yes. I thought he was Irish. I was thinking Irish as well. Well, if he's a demon, he's from the south. So, so, so well, is that your interpretation of the dog and it's, horse? You call it an interpretation, I call it spitballing. It's just a thought oh, wow. that I came up with. Alana, Alana and I talked about it last night. Are you cheaters? Yeah, we, we cheated. We teamed up. Well, we both had an understanding. To so, be fair, I did say when I introduced her that you're the same person. So, so, so my understanding is his parental figure, Native American guy... I assume he's Native American. That guy who's in oh, one yeah, yeah, scene, yeah. who's just like, are he you trying to ask a question? About dogs and horses. Yeah. He, he he says the horse's name. He yeah. Is it my understanding that it is? It's a guardian angel that is a horse, but sometimes no. Is it is a dog, but appears as a horse on occasion. But it's on occasion, and this the, is that occasion. Here's the thing, though. I grew up watching Monkey Magic, where they had a horse that was a dragon. It. Obviously a dragon, never appeared as a dragon, was always a horse. So nowadays I'm strangely trained. When a movie tells me, oh, this horse is actually a dog, I just go with it. I'm like, oh, yeah, fair call. Makes so, sense. And then my question was, well, with, with that show she's talking about, um, Monkey Magic, was, uh, that's obviously a lot of Asian mythos there. And, you know, dragons being other animals doesn't seem that ludicrous in arts, in the scope of things because, you know, it's, it's deeply ingrained. But in our world, <laughs> dogs... Being other things. Is that a thing? Or is it a thing anywhere? And is drawing Maybe. sources from that? I mean, transforming between an animal and a human is, oh, that's is normal. a trope. That's normal, but this is a dog turning into a horse with wings. And does the dog have wings? Like, if this movie was... Well, we the dog appeared a dog. as a dog, can he ride the little uh, shih tzu out of here? <laughs> well, I mean, the cool thing about the wings here is not that necessarily the horse has wings, it's just that it can summon these wings that give it flight. Hmm. So it's like an other, other worldly kind of power it has. And the world is made by stars. Stars are people who That's die? What yes. What? That's the Polish word for stars. I don't speak Polish, Bartek. That's Stop what dragging us. What was it? Zjazdy. Nope, I'm not able to do that one. Zvazdu. Okay, okay, the pl- the singular is Zvazda. Zvazda? Yeah, close. Close, there's one <laughs> Polish person listening going, she got it fucking wrong, don't spoon feed her. Oh, I, I, I felt so proud, I thought I got that. Well, the Polish word for spoon is wishka. 
wishka. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. <laughs> Make a wishka. I was, once I did try to learn Polish, and I found this YouTube video all about how to learn Polish. But oh, they kept yummy. using eggs. Um, I have an egg. Where is the egg? And then all I saw in the comments were people saying, hey, eggs are testicles. I'm like, ah, that's brilliant. <laughs> well, that is true. <laughs> yeah? Good. Actually, it's yeah, the, like... the Polish slang word for eggs <laughs> is like... Sorry, the post language for testicles is like egg, egg yeah. kind of. Good. Yeah, it would be like Fun if we fact. had a video for how to learn English that used nuts. It's like, here are some nuts. Oh, yeah. Here are nuts and balls. <laughs> um, do we find it weird that he never names the horse? Yeah, yeah. Especially since the Native American guy who we're assuming is Native American, like I said, did say its name. Mm. And also, this yeah. horse has saved his life a gajillion times. Might as well give him a name. Or her. Don't know. Mm. It could be a her. <laughs> oh, is it her? Oh, what a twist. Like, the girl? The dead girl? Well, Spoiler alert, the main girl dies for being fucked really hard. Oh, and you can justify <laughs> that because... Uh, Time doesn't exist. Because yeah. as Lucifer says, or... What do they call him? Lou. Judge, sorry, judge. The judge, or Lou the judge. Lou the judge. Yeah. Um, as he says, uh, now is everything for him. Every time for him. Yeah, that's... Yeah, so... This movie's very interesting when it comes to time. I haven't seen a movie manipulate time in such a way outside of maybe, you know, Time Traveler's Wife. Mm. I ain't seen it. Is that... I speak Polish. <laughs> That's my talent. I think Time Traveler's Wife is... Is Time Traveler's Wife the one where they talk to each other through letters yep. and they shove them in a magical mailbox? Yep, as you do. <laughs> Why don't you just shove yourself in there? wasn't a very big mouth. Well, that's smart. That's right? why you cut bits of you. That's so horrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's you... not how you kid a girlfriend from the past. That's how she you could cut herself herself a, super, super, a serial killer. Fine, <laughs> if you break up, it would be pretty bad, though, because you could just send her future... Oh, wait, now I think we've got into a whole other, like, conspiracy Re- theory. Um, what was that artist who cut off his ear again? Van Gogh. Van Gogh, Van Gogh, Van Gogh. was secretly a time traveller. And he's a gratuitous nudity uh, <clears throat> for no real reason other than, look, she's got consumption. Can't you see it? I'm fairly sure that's in her, consumption In works. her body's silhouette. Like, look, near butt, that's consumption. Mm-hmm. So, Bartek, do you understand what consumption is? No, but I read that it's apparently an oldie term for tuberculosis. Mm-hmm. Do you understand tuberculosis? Yes. I did at some point, yeah. Did at some point when I had it, unfortunately, <laughs> understood. Um... Do you do you think that she's portraying tuberculosis pretty well as an actress or an actor, depending her preference? I passed the question on to Alana because, like I said, I forgot. I, I, there's so many diseases. Alana, there. you're a tuberculosis expert. Oh, I'm a tuberculosis <laughs> fan. She's. I, I mean, I've seen a fair few <clears throat> brilliant portrayals of tuberculosis. Of course, the one that has to spring to mind is you remember the musical. Tuberculosis. The, the musical Tuberculosis. No, I mean... Um, With that great song, Tur 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 Tuberculosis. Why is, it, why is it running out of my brain? Um, The Red Windmill. Um, Red Windmill? In French. Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge. Oh, she had tuberculosis. She had tuberculosis. Oh, okay. That was what she died oh, of. Because yeah, she coughed all, a lot. Yeah, she had that delicate... That, this is very much like Moulin Rouge. 
this film. Man, we haven't talked about Moulin Rouge since episode two. I hate Moulin Rouge. <laughs> oh, I liked it. Uh, I hate it. I had to study it in school, so, as did a lot of. Yes. But I that, watched it in a university class. Mm, but that's where you get your classic representation of tuberculosis, with the heroine who delicately coughs and then dies. Hey, so it hey, be this woman, this woman <laughs> plays the piano feverishly. And she touches things and they steam up because she's so dang hot. But never once coughs. So she must have a very rare form of tuberculosis. She had, like, severe tuberculosis where it was so bad she couldn't even cough no more. But she can just able-bodily walk around, be mm-hmm. fine, drinks stuff. Oh, and isn't at all contagious? That no. was clarified earlier. Well, she is not at all contagious. Which is a major tuberculosis thing, is yeah, it not? That's, Being um, contagious. Mm. Her dad's... F- oh, you know what I love? Uh, her dad. We haven't even talked about her dad and how riveting he is. Remember that whole giant scene that was beautifully... R- There's a giant scene in this movie that's just beautifully beautifully written. It's, it's a scene where you could remove it from the film and it would, you know you know, still work, but it's a character-building scene. It's a great moment of pause where Colin Farrell and the father sit down and talk about Claret. Oh, Claret. Or... Fillet. Fillet? Or filet and all this stuff. It's just such an emotional scene. Wale. When he brought up the wallet thing, I was like, that's actually a good point. I never even thought of that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Made me just want to say Wale more. Yeah, Wale. (laughs) Is that Polish for wallet? No, Portfel. Yeah, it sounds close. Potfell. Nope, not even close. Not even close. You just forgot the R, otherwise it was fine. I, I can't do the weird little R's that slip into it. Potfell. I can't do that. <laughs> 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 it's a real issue. I can't do the weird little R roll. So, this is a scene where it could go many ways. Mm. He's robbing her. Poor. She was going to. He's really bad. Get it right, Ryan. Now they're having tea. I was really worried where this scene was going to go. Um, you know, this scene could really change the shape of the movie. This is the turning point. This is where he meets the girl. And the girl meets him. And boy, do they like each other. I really like Colin Farrell as an actor. Uh, we didn't talk about him very much. He's, I think he's a really understated actor. Like, he really plays it deadpan. Like, there's moments in this movie... There's Probably my favourite moment of Colin Farrell in this movie is him drawing by moonlight. <laughs> and you remember this? And the little girl walks up to him and goes, what are you doing? And he just says it like the most deadpan way to a child, might I add. He just goes, huh, I'm drawing <laughs> in the moonlight. I don't like drawing in the sunlight, so I draw in the moonlight. <laughs> And then just shrugs. <laughs> I want to know if that was written or Colin Farrell was like, I'm going to wing this scene. Like, I, I don't know. I think I could really make something out of this scene here. <laughs> and he did because I noted it down. The little girl, too. She's a, she's an interesting actress in this movie. Do go on. It feels like her character at one point was written to be more bratty. And some of her lines do uh, convey that. But her acting just seems more, I wouldn't say casual, just these are the lines. But maybe, and they're not delivered badly or anything, but... But maybe that is ooh. 1920s bratty. You know, brattiness... It was more refined. Oh. It was a refined era. Oh, that's right, the, 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 the tood wasn't there. Mm-hmm. The attitude. Yeah, <laughs> she did not have... Is, is tood Polish for attitude? No. 
No, it's just a contraction of attitude. Stupid. No. <laughs> What's Polish for attitude? Um. Yeah, think about it. I'll I'll think about it. I'll see if I can come up with it. You'll make up something. It'll no, be an no, insult, no. and he'll make us repeat it, <laughs> like parrots. Mm. So she can't drink the tea because it's too hot for her. Is that how tuberculosis works? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just no. So with tuberculosis, do you often put victims of it in the snow? Um. Oh, that might be true. That one, I'm sure. In the 1920s, probably. Yeah. But so like, she can she not eat? Hot, hot foods? Food. No, definitely not. Um, you know, a good in, curry in the would kill real world or in, in 1920s or in this movie's logic? In this movie's logic. Well, see, that's the thing. That's what's the strength about this movie. This movie is making you think, going, hey, did this? was this really what it was like back then? We don't know because we weren't there. Maybe if we were a hundred and something year old old lady that still operates with a fully functioning mind... Mm. And can still remember people from literally a hundred years ago. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe we would know. But unfortunately, I'm not that person. Bartek, are you over a hundred years old? Uh, depends on your perspective. You're secretly a Highlander. <laughs> I love it. Depends on your perspective. So, Bartek, did you have a favourite character in this film? Oh, film. I was wondering where you were going with that <laughs> slow sentence. Um, shut up, Bartek. I'm gonna ask the question to Alana now. Oh, you give me a fucking added. Give me fucking tood. Okay. Um, uh, Alana, favorite character in this movie? It's okay if you don't remember their names. Just or, describe or film. them. Movie or film? Yeah. Uh, describe whatever feature that's recognizable or like, actor. I like the angel that Russell Crowe talks to. You mean Romeo? the what? No. No, the angel. The angel. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't even know if he gets a name, but I, I love his attitude, especially when Russell Crowe's like, do you miss the wings? Oh, my God. The yeah. angel's just like... Ugh. Bartek, do you not remember the angel? <laughs> Re- refresh my memory. He poisons the drink. Mm. That... Spoiler alert, kills the girl. That kills the girl, yeah? Yeah. I mean... I think he's an underappreciated character. He's he, only there for a brief moments. He's in, like, three scenes. Mm. Russell Crowe has him in his books. Like, he's actually an angel still, not a demon. Uh, he has a white bowler hat. He has a white bowler hat. He's very posh-looking, very rich-looking, and attractive man, too. Mm. Uh, you know, attractive man. And he is working for Russell Crowe secretly, but, like, indifferently. <laughs> but he is kind of a big surprise when he makes him poison her drink. Also, my dad, does Romeo, Russell Crowe's right-hand man, not look exactly like um, the guy who plays Fat Tony from The Simpsons? Joe jo Montagna? Yeah. Uh, is that him on the very right Yeah, there? yeah. We'll see him more. You know what I really like about this scene? Blood painting. Mm. <laughs> this well, is... this is something that, like, every time you brought up the movie, this is what you'd bring up. <laughs> and I did not exaggerate a bit. It was exactly what I stated. Whenever I brought this movie up, I'm like, oh, there's a bit where Russell Crowe, like, gets some blood and smears it on a paper, and he goes, this was the girl! And they're like, what girl? And he literally, like, grabs him over and goes, this girl! So, so see, with this with this scene right here, this was something I'm like, oh, so this is how that scene goes. Ryan was right. What surprised me is that his design is very prominent throughout the whole movie. Yeah, like, it's his design. Yeah, but, but he's... But he's like, copyrighted. But Peter uses it a lot as well. You know what I like about this scene as well? He kills this guy, and then later on, he's just like, 
I got it from using the blood of a virgin. It's yeah. like, oh, we got extra characterization <laughs> on that like waiter. Extra story for that waiter. That poor waiter. I love Russell Crowe's accent in this movie just fluctuate too. Like, when he was just sitting there, he's like, nah, 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 nah. it's like, why are you like this? And I just love Romeo really does look like Fat Terry. You know, now that I see how the picture looks later in the movie, I can actually make out what he's painting here. Hmm. It's actually kind of... I mean, good. it's not a front portrait, but it's kind of good. I love it. Which red-headed girl? And he just grabs him. He doesn't even look at it himself. It's just like that one. Just points. Just points. He's not even looking at the picture. He's just looking blankly off into the distance because he's consumed. <laughs> consumed with rage. We already had his rant then about wings. Oh my god, his wings. Everything that Russell Crowe says could be an episode in itself of this show. Like, dogs... Wings. I do like the fact that that's really the only uh, feature that uh, he has that is kind of like a nice person feature is like this longing for wings again. Like everything else is like kill, 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 murder, 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 allow me to do this, be just general evil stuff. Mm, Lovely. And uh, he is just longs for wings. Yeah, it's like whenever a character that you've grown familiar with suddenly reveals like uh, that they're afraid of clowns or something. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't expect that from Captain America or something, but you know, like once it's revealed, you're like, oh, obviously, send the Joker. Captain America's got a cabbage phobia. (laughs) There you go. So this is a scene, Alana, in which we learn a lot. Did you learn? I, I learned, and coming back to it, I'm beginning to think that guy isn't Native American. <laughs> what is he? I think he might be Asian. Yeah? Well, I'm not 100% sure. He could it's be actually, Inuit. It's it's a difficult... Uh, I'm bad at picking... Okay, we're going to narrow it down. Italian, there we go. Yeah, okay, we've just went with Italian. Guys, it's clearly a horse. <laughs> it's a dog. Get it right, Bartek. Oh, uh, Get uh, the fuck out of my okay, podcast. It's a Yahweh PS. Let me guess, that's that's dog horse. No. Yahweh means white. Oh. Pies means dog. Well, Kong is horse. I already explained this earlier in the episode, Ryan. Oh, I can't remember Bartek because I am not Polish. <laughs> so, this... You know what I often think about? What is... In movies like this... I know I know that we don't think it's so abstract. Oh, there's the name. Um... If we look that up, we could find out more about that the mythos. Sounds masculine. Um, could not be though. Uh, could not be. Look at that mane. Look at that. Look at that. That that hair on Colin Farrell. Which might I add, ten out of ten. Mm. His hair is gorgeous. I mean, we should all get haircuts like that. After this podcast, we're all going to get haircuts like this. We're going to upload it onto the page. You'll see us with Colin Farrell hair. We're going to mm-hmm. hashtag Colin Farrell it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, at Colin Farrell, do you miss this style? Um, You're making a point. Yeah, before. I was trying to say, do you ever wonder what the animals are thinking during filming? Well, yeah. Like, like, look at the horse now. He's looking in the camera. What a fucking amateur. <laughs> do you think that it's, like, what it's thinking about, which is, like, oh, man, I've... They made me walk here like 15 <laughs> times already. Do I get to just poop now? <laughs> oh, how many times did the horse poop on Colin Farrell, do you think? It must have been so many times. The horse, is actually, times. the horse is actually the ghost director of the film. And just remember, there's somebody whose job was to clean up after that horse on these pristine white sets. Probably, yeah, probably his, his name is Colin Farrell. <laughs> probably the people who handle the animals. Yeah, right? Colin Farrell. Oh. Colin Farrell loves horses. Did you not know this fact? No, I don't know anything about 
At one point, I started mumbling. So I'm just going to go all the way with the mumbling. Now, do we understand why Russell Crowe has some neat uh, like lines in his hair? I just noticed that. Lines in his hair? He's, He's wearing got a hat. scars behind his head. He's got scars, or is it like that trendy undercut style that they've got nowadays? Because I, I noticed the scar in his cheek. No, I see, was... see his yeah. hair, see his I, hair there. I saw that when I first watched the movie. I think they have just more scars. They look like someone. Oh, behind the scalp. ear. Yeah. So, or maybe he just really scratched his own head hard because mm. he's got no like control. Guys, he's a musician. Musicians do a lot of things for their image. Mm. So, Satan operates. There's Satan and there's Lucifer operates with, like, time is nothing to him. He's, he's constant. No, time is everything to him, no, actually. No, <laughs> everything and nothing, because he's, like, he's constantly there, everywhere. Mm. Uh, Russell Crowe, with demons, they live beat by beat. Yeah? Like, Russell, is that right? Or is Russell Crowe have no illusion of time either? I th- think he... Sorry, what do you mean by illusion of time? Oh, like, like he doesn't, like... Satan doesn't abide by, like, oh, nine o'clock to five o'clock, day by day. Like, he operates, like, every period of time, every minute is right now. Mm. And forever. Yeah, I think that's the impression we're given. Is Russell Crowe like that, too? Are demons like that? Or do they live beat by beat, like, day by day? I think beat by beat, because in the scenes in 2014, his fashion kind of does look different yeah that's true but what's his name will smith's fashion don't change well will smith he's not a demon he's satan he's lucifer yeah but you know what i mean like it's interesting which you know to... that's kind of a bullshit thing on imdb in the goofs they mentioned his fashion as being anachronistic but well to 1920s yeah well no but the fact that he would have that shirt but if he's if time is everything and nothing to him it makes sense mm. for the character. It's great that Lucifer likes Jimmy Hendrix, though. And <laughs> Stephen Hawking. <laughs> Anything to disprove God. I, Stephen Hawking? Wasn't it Stephen King? No. Stephen Hawking's A Brief History of Time. Oh, that's right. My mistake. Um, because that's just another, haha, get it? Because he's Lucifer. It's kind of like, haha, fuck you about God book. <laughs> um... Russell Crowe can ride a horse. This is a fun fact we now learnt, Alana. Mm-hmm. I mean, I felt like he could ride anything, you know? Oh, like, he could he could ride an elephant. Camel? Oh, oh, definitely. I'd love to see Russell Crowe's camel races. Ostrich. He, uh, he can ride time. He can ride time itself. Were you disappointed that there was no god character in the movie? That's for the sequel. Uh, what would the sequel be, Bartek? Summer's Tale. Hmm. Oh, yeah. We'll skip Spring. <laughs> Why? Everyone does Spring. Yeah. Spring Tale? So, I just... Look. Wow. Mm, love the hair. Mm-hmm. Loving it, Colin. Loving it. Man, if you were an actor, Lana, mm. and, I, and I was like, hey, you're going to be in this movie... But you need to cut your hair like like Colin Farrell here, would you? Uh, why would I? Why would I give up that option? I mean, I don't need to be in the movie to have that amazing hair. I've, ju- I've now I've been introduced to that amazing hair. I'm booking in for a haircut. Is it a 1920s style haircut? Because it's a pretty um, current haircut now. It's again, it's an anachronistic haircut. But I feel this is a demonstrative of again the time now, dilation. Now this guy with the long ponytail is that is that a 1920s haircut for men? 
one actually probably is, to be fair. He's also got the epic mustache. Maybe <laughs> maybe the judge Lucifer was like, hey, you look good with this thing called a ponytail. You should try it. To him? Yeah, and then he, did it, and then he personally did it. It's like, yeah, see, he looks kind of good. Yeah, Lucifer's yeah. not only <laughs> Satan, leader of darkness, but also neat Fashion hairdresser. Advice. Neat yeah. hairdresser, yeah. Fashionisto. So, was it made clear to anyone why he couldn't go into the north? No. Uh, well, it gets explained when he goes up to Lucifer. Not and what's your understanding? Lucifer has rules. Yeah, but like, why? Him. Yeah, but why can't uh, he be? Explanation for why there. Are... Yeah, why he can't go here? Oh, isn't it explained somewhere that um, there are multiple jurisdictions and like some some other demon is in charge? That's of That's right. North? There are fives. They did say that. Yes. Back so he's the like fives. the warden of New York, isn't he? Yeah, and and but his thing is that like he, it's really personal for him that he wants him. Yeah, and yeah. And the other demons, I guess, it's not personal. Lucifer is a very interesting character in this movie because it's basically a story of you should just listen to Satan because he's not giving malicious advice. If anything, he's probably the most honest and nicest person in the entire film. It's another. He speaks openly and honestly, which is nice for the devil to do. Well, that's, again, another thing where um, the devil is depicted as... Oh, well, specifically Lucifer. He's depicted as just doing his job. Like, that whole idea of you need good and evil. God specifically allows him to, like, give temptation to humans so that uh, so that we, you know, have to uh, reject it and that makes us, you know, find salvation. Mm. It's that whole thing of let him do his thing He's meant to do that. And that's why when you see things like, uh, oh, Satan's going to bring his army against God, it's kind of like, oh, that's a different take. Because even in in the Bible, there's the book of Job, which mm. starts with uh, the devil and God having a conversation and making a bet. No, oh, yeah, that's why Satan. Yeah. And that's what this Satan's like. Because his whole entire... Well, kind of. Because what is the understanding of what their plan is? Uh, the evil side, the dark side, the there. Well, that that whole idea of uh, opposition to God is that a uh, God's side thrives on having miracles done, and their side thrives on preventing miracles from being done. Mm-hmm. And mm. I guess there's a, a larger picture to what that means. With every miracle that's done, a star will fill the sky, and apparently the good guys want to fill the entire sky with stars. Yes, yep. and. The bad guys, my yeah, my understanding is the bad guys uh, try to stop miracles from happening, but not only stop them because there's many times in movies where you just go, oh, just kill the guy, mm. just kill them, but that's not their intent. That's like their lowest priority is to just murder. They want to, as you said, yeah. tempt them over and make them join their side, and that way the miracle will forever be crushed. Because they've been corrupted, and and if they do get their miracle, it will be for the wrong reasons now, for their reasonings. Hence, Colin Farrell, it is established in this movie, used to work for Russell Crowe, hence it's also so personal. Because he's like, no one leaves me! And, um, you know, hence he's also not listening to Lucifer, because this movie is basically Lucifer being like, hey, hey, you're seeing, you're looking too close into this, take a step back. Think about it. Because in the end, we learn it's her that has the miracle, not him. Mm. He is the one who is, 
like imbued with it in the end. Like he's the one that gets to live for for ages. He was the target of the miracle. He was the target, and Lucifer's really. I like Lucifer in this movie. He's great. Will Will Smith as as Satan is great casting choice as well because. Mm. When, Bartek, when you heard that Will Smith was Satan, well, Lucifer. See, see, for me, the whole idea of Winter's Tale, that was like the one thing I really remembered. Like, there was a horse, you know, angels and devils, but Will Smith as the devil wearing a Jimi Hendrix shirt and being on, like, the sideline of the movie. And that, that earrings. Was like my, that was, like, my definition of this movie. And he had earrings. Of, I, I, well, I didn't have that in my head, but just he's, the whole idea of who he was. His little ears with earrings in him. And and when you saw it, guys, mm-hmm. how did you feel? It's like I finally got it, but also he was wearing a suit jacket over it, so you couldn't quite see Jimi Hendrix. You told me what to expect, but it didn't do it justice. Nothing could. Nothing good. Nothing just see Will Smith being like, yo, what's up? <laughs> That's what got me. He's like, yo. At one point, he's like, yo. And, I'm, and I just giggled incessantly. Because well, yeah, that's another thing of... It's Will Smith. It's pro- yeah. Well, yeah, and probably it's something you wouldn't hear at this time. I would also just... And also, you wouldn't hear from Satan. Also, you would hear from Lucifer. Lucifer being like, yo, what's up, cracker? Also, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen this movie, but did he make a reference to After Earth? Uh, when he said denied, isn't that a thing he says in After yeah, Earth? Yeah, it is. That's like he iconic. Yells it at his son. Denied, I guess. It's a tie-in movie. <laughs> I guess Will Smith, Lucifer in that movie too. So oh. she melts snow. Is that a tuberculosis symptom? Apparently. See, I just interpreted that as the normal human body temperature is thirty-six degrees Celsius. Mm. Snow would melt. Yeah. Yeah. I get like well, earlier also when she puts her hand on the mirror and it fogs up. I'm like, well, it is cold. I'm, I'm fairly sure my hand would do that. Uh, in that degree, yeah. The house was freezing cold. That was the whole point of it. That's true. I guess and Colin Farrell's hair is just on point in the scene. Look at mm. it flop. Look at it dangle. Look at it just limply sit on his eyebrow. Oh. Look at him look at his hair as he talks, just mm-hmm. looking at it going, don't, don't look at it too much. You know, Ryan, I think if we took what you just said there and replaced all instances of hair with penis, it would still be. <laughs> Especially, look at his hair on his eyebrow. <laughs> no, it was just hang on his eyebrow. Oh, okay, look at the penis hang on his eyebrow. Bartek, stop thinking about dicks. But I'm a boy. Oh, well, you, you nailed it there, Alana. I can't, I can't defeat that one. No, she yeah, lists gotcha. stars. She lists all eight eight stars. Yeah, the only eight stars. Uh, in all fairness, though, she gets cut off each time from saying the, saying the stars. Now, she's just saying the same one again, and he's like, am I supposed to kiss her? I don't know. I'm thinking about my hair right now. Now, the snow is not melting? Yeah, it's unmelting. It's unmelting because she listed stars. Now, is that a tuberculosis symptom? Is that a cure? If you have tuberculosis, count stars. We found the cure. No one has to suffer from it. Do people suffer from it anymore? You joke, Ryan, but he was just explaining that when you list things like in the way that he described to her that that you'll calm down. Mm. And I guess calm down means cool down. Mm. Chill. No, it means literally chill. Oh, yeah, that was going to be a joke I I was going to make earlier. Her thing is that she literally oh. has to chill out. <laughs> Here's the scene. Oh, this yeah, scene it's... is gold. Like, <laughs> Colin Farrell's delivery is stellar, you would say. <laughs> stellar, <laughs> because, like, stars. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. I'm a genius. I lined that one up, and you picked it up and pointed it out. 
for the audience. For the audience. Her ears are huge. Oh, oh, children's ears usually that big. Yeah, they grow into them. Look at him. He's like, I like to draw by the moon. He's, he's like Colin Farrell's hosting a kid's show. <laughs> My favourite kid's show. Redhead girl moon. <laughs> Where he says, you see kids, stellar, because it's like the stars. <laughs> yeah, so, wait, so Colin Farrell isn't an angel? No. No, he's just a... He's, well, we saw his yeah, parents, Yeah, we saw right? his parents, yeah, but like... Okay, so can you become an angel in uh, this world? I think when you become a star, maybe. Yeah? Death? Yeah. But then can you come back? I don't know. Don't the angels have to give up their wings to come back? So yeah. Possibly? So what happens if she really wanted to come back? The girl who died. Like, she could have come back. That slag. Well, maybe she didn't become an angel. No, she became a star. She became a star. What are you trying to imply? Maybe she's in purgatory. Yeah. With a fucking... (laughs) She wasn't married. Maybe she just wants to be a star. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Stars are very... Mmm. Stars. If this this was Mario, we could talk, you know, more about stars. Mmm. I mean, oh, I just realised you're probably just thinking of the power-up, but I mean, in some uh, RPGs, stars have personalities and stuff I like didn't, that. I know, Mario. I'm more of a Crash stars. Bandicoot expert. <laughs> I am too, actually, yeah. Let's talk about Wampa Fruits. <laughs> no, I'm good. When people die, they become... No, sorry, they'll become Aku Aku Masks. <laughs> yeah, because that, that leads to invincibility. Oh, yeah. That, Eventually. That's that's where we're going to go. So... Bartek, when when you were watching this last, uh, when you watched this uh, for the first time last afternoon, last yeah. afternoon, what were you? So you knew a, a good portion of it. A good portion. Let's not go that far. <laughs> I knew something about it. <laughs> what were you expecting, really, to happen? What was and and versus what you got? <laughs> so. Because I had that whole uh, midnight screenings thing in my head, I didn't look up on Wikipedia, like, maybe the synopsis of the movie. So I just had that whole idea of, you know, uh, the devil's there, uh, angels, demons. So I thought it would kind of be like a almost appropriate movie for our October month. It would be mm. like a dark fantasy kind of thriller movie. But you I wasn't, expected wings, didn't I you? was not expecting it to be a love story. No. Like, obviously, if I did any sort of research... Okay, That's literally the only thing about it is it's a love story. The the yeah. wings and angels and, stuff is a surprise. And letting you know, audience, I've brought in YouTube comments, and most of the comments were from uh, the trailer to the movie. And did you watch the trailer, you guys? No. Yeah. Does it do it justice? Um, it's kind of like how Ryan was talking about the trailer in our Bewitched episode, <laughs> where it leads you to believe it's a different kind of movie. <laughs> the trailer that I saw. Uh, only focused on the love story aspect, and there's only probably one, one or two elements that makes you think that there's sort of something fantasy going on. It's one of Russell Crowe's lines where he says that he's made people suffer longer than you can imagine, and also not explaining the fact that suddenly the later scenes in the trailer are in a different time period. Yeah. So it leads you to believe that it's a whole love story thing. There's no Will Smith thing here. There's no. He's a surprise. He's a surprise. I don't remember if the horse flying was in it at all, no, or if the horse was even in it. So, and there are a lot of comments that I didn't include. A lot of the comments had this whole recurring notion of, I've watched this trailer so many times, mm-hmm. and some of them even said that I've seen the movie once, but I keep coming back to the trailer because they love the trailer so much. It's, you know, that's how you got a good movie. 
It, the movie's so... <laughs> I love how Will Smith in this scene just goes, Yeah? That could be anyone. It's like no one has said this to Russell at any point. Wouldn't it be great if he's not acting here? Like, Russell Crowe actually just got a virgin. <laughs> but, like, this other scene of Will Smith's like, uh... To be uh, fair, he has the authority to point it out. Romeo was kind of trying to, but then he got his head slammed on the table, yeah. so he didn't really have the position to do he that. He didn't slam it. He oh, sorry, grabbed he him he grabbed and forced him to forced look it at it, to and, went, and he did not look at it. Because he knew what it was. He drew it himself. Yeah. Would you get the tattoo of his blood drawing? Would you get a tattoo of that? I, I guess a fan of the movie would. Aren't you not say, a fan? I am a fan of the movie. So, yes. But, uh, Where would you get a tattoo of Blood Girl? That feels like a full back tattoo a to b- me. A full back Maybe tattoo. Maybe a spot on your body that might bleed at some point. Yeah, the back, definitely. Backs would bleed? Yep. what, when you get backstabbed? Yes. Yeah, from you. From oh. your sharp, witty comments. But Brian, don't you remember? I'm a good boy. <laughs> He's a good boy. <laughs> You've got to be consistent. So, Like me with the whole narrator thing. <laughs> now Russell Crowe's acting. Oh, oh, watch out. CG effects happened. No, that's not CG. That's Russell Crowe. Mm. Now, oh, this is the big speech. The big speech? About now. No, no. The mm. best speech ever is still like, if, if, if there are angels, as she goes on, of if there was, if, if, and ifs at the start of the movie, that was the best speech. Uh, I like the CG smoke effect or mm. fire effect. Now, here's something I did not notice before, Lana. See, I like to think of it as a heat haze. Mmm, heat haze, yeah, and, he's, and his shadow's whole... getting fatter. Yeah, it's playing into that whole oh. cold and hot aspect. His zember went with. sharp. Yeah. Mm. Is that teeth? Yeah. Um, something I did not notice, Alana. I don't know if you noticed this, but Will Smith's office warehouse is got water everywhere. Like underneath it, he's like on some raised platform, and underneath there's nothing but water. It's like near the docks. It looks like it'd be an interesting like video game location. Yeah. You know, you verse Will Smith, Satan. Ba ba ba. Will Smith versus. Dun dun dun! Colin Farrell, I guess. Oh, so it's a fighting game. Yeah. Well, oh, you yeah. said it was a boss level. I said it's like a video game. Yeah, it would be a boss level. It wouldn't it be? A, wouldn't it be a boss level boss? It could be. He's so. Lucifer. It could be either a boss level. Or it could be like an entrance to a sewer level. No, it's an entrance to the or boss exit. level, and he's just standing there going, "What's up, sucker?" Right, an and exit. just like throws his brief history of time at you, and you like <laughs> lose half health because you just can't handle the facts. <laughs> you know, one interesting. Th- this isn't part of the movie. In the game Final Fantasy V. There is a spell called Reset that literally resets to the start of the battle. Exact same stats, conditions, everything. <laughs> it's very, very interesting. I haven't seen that in any other game. In any other Final Fantasy? No. It's a game-specific spell, Reset. Hmm. Is, it, is it crap? Is that why they don't use it? I guess it's just such a niche, unique thing that like there's not really many things you can do with it. Uh, excuse me, Bartek. We're watching the scene where they're fixing the incinerator right now. Yep. I mean, this is an important scene. This well, is where don't ask me questions. Yeah. That's this important is where, times, for doofus. some reason, this incinerator <laughs> thing happens. We've had no lead up as far as no, I'm no. Right. We've had plenty of lead up. So the house is cold. Now it's hot. Look, William Hurt is hurting. Oh no. No. <laughs> no. Bartek, did you have a favorite character in the end? She likes the angel. Yeah. I mean. 
You could say it's a little embarrassing because it's such a you know. You could say the the girl. Satan. Russell Crowe. Russell. Is it because he's such a nice guy? He's a good boy like me. (laughs) Good boy. Uh, what, you don't like Jennifer Connelly, the mother of cancer kid in the future? I don't hate anyone in this movie. You sounds like you hate Bartek. Jeez, he's always ripping me apart. But I'm a good boy. <laughs> oh, oh, God, oh, you're such a good boy. Give me tati tati. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know what it means, but it's one of those things that like doesn't have a meaning. It's like... When you stroke someone's head, you'll be like, tats, it's, tats. it's like a gentle kind of thing you can say. So it's just yeah. kind of like, uh, what? What's the English equivalent? Yeah, we just say, they're there. Really. They're there. Which I admit, in that yeah. instance, doesn't make any sense now I think about it. No, it's like, they're there. Like, my yeah, hand is there. there, and now it is there. So, I mean, hold on, thinking about it in the way Alana just said, if you said, they're there, and you are like, to list every single definition of the word there, how would you describe that context of there? That yeah. one. I just said, my hand is physically located here, and well, now it is physically located well, no, no, there. But, like the definition of the word in that context. Oh, I don't know, Bartek. I'm watching two men have a tender embrace over fixing an incinerator. Man, don't had... you do that with people? I'm just, I've now had my definition of language changed, no. and I'm trying to work out what in the world there does mean in that context. Well, the, the point is, you know, that there's probably not really a definition there, like the Tatsu no. thing I mentioned. Yeah. No. You, you, you foiled us on that one. Now, Alana, you're engaged mm-hmm. to a guy. Now, he has yet to win over our father's heart because he has not mm-hmm. fixed an incinerator with our father. And that, this movie shows you that's the only way to a father-in-law's heart. I agree. It's why we're putting off the wedding until we find such an instance where he can fix an incinerator. One that's, like, life-threatening. Life-threatening maybe. incinerator. And also, I mean, there's just a random it. servant. Also, it's a furnace. Oh, sorry. Uh, furnace. Yeah, same thing. Oh, wait, no. My favourite character. There he is. There he is. This guy. This. Oh, yeah, I remember him. Yeah, you, you remember Dapper Man? Yeah, he's so dapper. Look at that bowler. Uh-oh, he gave him something. Oh, he gave him drugs. Mm-hmm. It makes the heart beat what? a little faster, apparently. What What does he need that for? Uh, Wait, so... The well, Ryan, you've just asked, like, a big question. What do people need drugs for? No, yeah. but, like, why does an angel need drugs? It's so Angels like to feel good. Mm-hmm. Isn't he technically good all the time? He's an angel. Yeah, but they're like a different definition of good. Thank you. They're like the, my kind of good. I mean, good as in like oh, morally. That was so good. <laughs> so wait, wait. So angels can't die either. They are more like. Well, this one apparently has become human, so I assume he is one... human. But Russell Crowe's human too, but he can't die. That's why until, he gets his thing taken. Until he makes that vow later on. So does that apply with yeah. angels? Like, do they have to go to God and make a vow? I guess so. We need the Like, sequel. he can't OD on that drug, right? I wouldn't think so. So can't he just constantly take it? I assume so. Oh, look, I like how he looks like the Joker in this in this <laughs> sequence, don't you feel? Has a little. I would love Colin Farrell as the Joker. He's already played uh, Bullseye in <laughs> Daredevil, and we already know how insane he can be. Did you like the line where she said, if I dance, I will die? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very artistic line. She yeah. has some of the best lines in the entire movie, yeah, because they're direct quotes yeah. from the book, I imagine. Yeah. It's a shame she's about to bow out of the movie. What do you mean? She doesn't bow out, she fucks out. 
That's like the part that I couldn't get over is the fact that oh wait wait duh he doesn't need drugs he's given drugs mm. to kill her with yeah poison it's the poison ah but he lied to her on. he lied to her he lied he lied to him about what it does okay oh boy I was really worried that this angel just killed people for no specific reason you know, but the movie explains it you know what product would have been a good time for this movie what? Maybelline <laughs> no what what product has a tagline that talks about wings? Red Bull. Red Bull. Exactly. Oh, yeah, 1920s. Except they have to make it like White Horse, or sorry, White Dog. Yeah, oh, we could have a special edition Red Bull, White Horse. Yeah, at an optometrist shop. Yeah. I don't want to piss off Ryan with the whole horse's dog Get thing. it You're freaking right. right. It's a dog, and what a good dog it is. Like me. <laughs> oh, he stole something, I did think it? he stole the chocolate. He sto- he's got a belt in his coat. Yep. Ah, you're not going to wash that out. Yeah, but he's got a body heat. He's wearing four layers of clothes. What's the typical human body heat, Ryan? Uh, you said it earlier. Yep. That's the point. Do you remember? 36. Yay. Fahrenheit or Celsius? Uh, uh, Oh, poop. That's what. Poop would be the body temperature when it comes out. Yes, Ryan. Celsius. He poisoned her drink. What happens if Colin Farrell drank it? That would be unfortunate. Uh, I imagine not a whole lot. I think he poisoned her with a lens flare. Not my... That's the worst type of poison, Alana. A lens flare poison. Not the best type. You love no. it when, like, video games, they get such high <laughs> budgets and they add lens flare to when you look at light sources. Like, mm. oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, the weirdest video game complaint that I've heard. It's just such a specific thing to well, focus li- on. Have you played Metal Gear Solid 2? I hate Metal Gear Solid what? 2. Can we not talk about Metal Gear Solid 2? Do you remember the fight? Do you not remember Metal Gear Solid 2 a lot? I remember Metal Gear Solid It too. sucks. Well, specifically on the tanker, the boss you fight, Olga, at mm. one point she shines the light on you so that you can't do first person. Well, that's yeah. cool, though. That's, that's a good idea. Yeah, it's, it's neat, but also it's like, oh, they're, they're clever about this whole light, what light can do. I hate Metal Gear Solid 2. It's fine, Why? Ryan. Why you because think? you don't get to play as Snake. You that's get to play as that wimpy guy. What's the wimpy guy that everyone hates? Raiden? Raiden. Yeah, he's and he gets it's cool later. Yeah. Like in your, fa- in your favourite video game title, Rising Revengeance. Oh, I hate that. Oh, no. Are you guys? He sucks. I always like Raiden. Like, he sucks so bad. No, he doesn't. That? In that movie, in that zone, in that game, he sucks. Are you trying to say that Do you remember? Do you remember movie? what noises he makes when he punches bitches up? <laughs> no, so no, that's he, when he gets hit. No, he goes, Ugh! <laughs> it's like the worst. Why would you want a boy when you can get a man? You well, the whole point I mean? of the point is, is it sucks. Is so that you can get an outside perspective of Solid Snake rather than you being in his shoes. I don't care yeah. about the outside perspective, evidently. Look, you just want to fuck Snake. Hey, hey, Silhouette Boob, the newest band, yeah. Silhouette Boob. It, it's it didn't quite catch up with Side Boob though. No, no. which is an actual band. In the TV show Orange is the New Black. I don't give yep. a fuck. Yeah, well, she's about to give a fuck. Tee hee. Tee I can't, sorry, I can't love that because, you know, I'm a good boy. <laughs> Who likes Metal Gear Solid 2? Mm. And Raiden. You suck. I like Raiden. Metal Gear Solid and Raiden sucks. <laughs> Not Metal Gear Solid as all. Well, just Metal Gear Solid 2. So do you think that she's like, oh, I'm naked. He's going to come up to my room. What happens if he just didn't? How long would she wait? Well, she's going to sleep there anyway, so it's not going to be Yeah, and she she has body heat temperature problems. Yep. 
Oh man, like look how happy she is. Now, now I don't know how to feel about this death scene that's about to happen. When you, I made a lot of jokes that he fucked her to death, but did it really like? Yeah, when you when it happened, did you did you expect her to die, knowing that we've already had the lead up to poison drink? Well, the poison just makes her heart beat faster, so I imagine it's the extra exertion here that does it. And then the tuberculosis. And the tuberculosis. Well, we established the whole thing of that that uh, the bed which the little girl had boys make for her. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, that makes it very mystic. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, mystic's the term, yeah. So She's a manipulative one. So but Remember, though, earlier on in the movie, with the mystical guide, they did say that sometimes these spirits work through small children. Oh. Okay. Hold on, Ryan. You, what was your reaction right there to the word mystic? Oh, no, no, no. I was more thinking that she was just a really manipulative girl. <laughs> that was just like... Making boys like her so that they would build her things. Okay. I, don't, I don't see the connection with Mystic, though. Did I say Mystic? I said Mystic, and then you reacted with this whole manipulation. Because thing. you said it was Mystic, and I'm like, oh, you interpreted it that way. I was just like, she's just the girl who just makes boys do what she wants and gives them nothing in return. And you're like, it's Mystic. Yeah. Well, that's because... And I, then Lana I... brings up that she's probably... An angel, guardian... No, she's not an angel uh, herself. Angels work through small children. Ew. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Ew, ew, ew. The Catholic Church is getting deeper and deeper into that. Not priests, Ryan. Angels. Angels. Oh, sorry. There aren't any priests in this movie. No. So you behave, <laughs> Ryan. Okay. I'll be a good boy. So, so wait. So, did you expect her to die? Um... The main see, female character? This is, this is my thing. It was explained that if you bring someone to that bed, they won't die. Mm. But he brought a dead girl there. I'm like, well, she's already died. Then the whole thing doesn't make sense. But he still wanted to because he's in well, love. Obviously, he was going to do that because it was his only hope. And it got crushed. Well, yeah, because she already <laughs> died. You can't never die if you already died. Uh, but did you expect her to die? Uh, if I expected her to die in the first place... No, I was expecting the bed thing to come through. Mm. Yeah. Come through, all right. Uh, yeah, I'm no, come through is happening just then. Not <laughs> <laughs> later. Yeah, boy. What, you're saying he didn't go straight away to the bed? He spent a little more time here? First of all, thank you for saying yeah, boy, for a uh, boy. <laughs> um, that likes Mel, you're solid too. You're, uh, you're wrong, but okay. No, I'm, I, I'm genuine. I like it. No, the 45-minute cutscene really did it for me. Yeah, yeah, that part, I need to pee the first time that happened and it was kind of awkward. Uh, so, how cold do you think he really is? Uh, I think because of what he just did and because of his passion, he was fine. Also, because yeah. she's still a bit warm. Yeah. Well, she's incredibly warm. He just this, came through. This bed and his miracle can bring the little girl back, but can't bring her back. It's be- it's a whole it's the whole destiny thing. Like it's meant to bring back the person you're destined to bring back. Ew, dude. She's got tuberculosis and she's dead. But that was another thing. I didn't little Willa was that her name? Little Willa. Yeah, Willa. Didn't she say that if you kiss the girl she'll be fine and then when it's like it's the little girl I'm like does that mean he's gonna kiss the little girl and he does kiss her on the forehead but I thought that meant see this this was my it doesn't have to be a sexual kiss well that was my flaw there I I should have remembered (laughs) it was Bartek's character flaw 
Yes, I, I should have remembered oh. Frozen, which taught us mm. that to let it go. Ju- well, I mean, that just too, let them die. Which was, you know, what what love really is. Blind. Well, that's the room, right? I'm talking about Frozen, which is the movie about the ice. Oh, I didn't even, think, I didn't even think of that connection. Frozen, Winter's that's, Tale. Yeah, they're basically the same movie. This one's not a musical. It's a live action. He though. does bring two girls to this bed, and in that movie there are two girls as the main characters. So I didn't expect her to die, if I'm 100% honest with yeah. you. So were you and shocked when it cut to the cemetery? I, I, no, 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 no. As soon as she died, like, stopped talking, I'm like, oh, she's dead, and this is it. Like, I knew that she wasn't going to come back, but uh, my genuine reaction was, holy shit, did you just fuck her to death? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> like, you would think that, right? You're the movie just made us think that. Am it I made wrong? You think that. Alana, back uh, me up on this. It, it did. I have, I have to say, like, normally in movies, it's the <laughs> true love thing that actually saves a person. In this instance, it killed her. It killed her dead. I like that. It's a reversal of our expectations. Yeah, and, and you know not what? Not enough movies are willing to go there. You know what I really love? This grave that just says Rhea. Huh. Uh, oh, now I'm really... Oh! Yeah. The, the very modern-looking Rhea. Was really she like a graffiti artist? Sorry, <laughs> she. Like, it looks like kind of like a tag. It does. It is but a I tag. I think there's another one in the background there. But it's 1916, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Oh, World War One's happening. Ooh. Yeah, well, Colin Farrell was too hot to serve in it. So there's Rhea there. Hmm. Didn't notice that, huh, guys? Yeah, no, I didn't. I it's very odd. Mystery. And when you pointed out, I'm like, I was looking at that grave in the corner, and I was like, yeah. what's he talking about? And then it kind of like, well, I'm not going to see it now. But then it was right there in the middle. Yeah. I like the fact that um, Russell Crowe also loves diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> like, he loves wings and diamonds, and that's his hobby. Watch out, ponytail guy. You're, you're the guy I'm rooting for to win the so day. When, um, when he had that whole speech about how he likes you know, killing and seeing blood on the snow, mm. uh, that was still when I was gauging his character. Mm. Not, not like his, you know, good to bad uh, ratio. ratio or uh, affinities. More like what he was. And I was like, so is this guy a murderer who specifically wants to murder people in the context of a robbery? Uh, yeah. Oh, now we're going to have a horse fight. Well, I mean, there's horses. And no, but look. There's a dark. fight. Let's see, he's all in black. Well, the symbolism, yes. I think it would have been better if Colin Farrell was all in white. But, yeah, no, no, that's no, just no, he's, he's actually been steadily wearing more white as the movie's progressed. He started uh, off wearing all black. Uh, and is it not more symbolic that he's got a, an element of black covering his white? Mm. Uh, isn't it more symbolic that Russell Crowe has white as well? Ah, that's a bird. Doesn't count. Um, hey, he's got a shirt. Well, it 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 it, it foreshadows. And his tie. Not, not foreshadowed. It symbolizes his dealings with that one angel. Oh, oh ah, that's actually you know what? that's actually pretty good. Yeah, I just made that shit. That's up. That's actually pretty good. good. And you know, look at the horse. It's backing up, but the other one's head is down. And the horse's sturdy. hooves are kind of black. Shit, dog. Most of them are. Does what that mean? Is that weapon one of those guys has back there? Obviously, it is a stick with something attached. Yeah, it looks like someone grabbed a weather vane. I'd play as him in Rising Revengeance. What? Not Raiden, your favourite? I mean, in that game, you can unlock so, a wait, sword. Do they just have weird spears? Some of them, yeah. I saw one dude with a sword. No, you know, he, he thought of the right thing to do. He came prepared. 
Okay, so spears, more spears, lots of spears. That guy looked like he was carrying a mace. Yeah. A mace? Well, there's no... In, well, actually, it looked like, like a staff. The early two, See, 20th century. See, there's that vane thing. Yeah. I like Weathervane guy. Go Weathervane guy! Skin the white dog. Oh. I get it because it's a dog. Yeah, well, that's what you say, Ryan. Oh, and you see the dog's dick everywhere, too, which is awkward. Horse dick. On a dog. On a dog. It's kind of big for a shih tzu. It could be a weapon. It's got to be. Arrest that dog for that massive, massive penis. here's why that one minion had a sword, so our hero could get a sword. Hey, nothing wrong with sword action. And now he doesn't, you know, he doesn't know what to do. He's fighting each one. Did you think that he was going to make it, guys? Were you worried? I was worried. No. A lot of them have swords in his defense. Yeah. Well, and there's only one mace guy. Mace Windu, we call him. <laughs> the lamest character of the Star Wars prequels as well. But oh, no, let me guess. You're going to be like, I love Mace Windu. Right there with Raiden. But Ryan, Mace Windu. <laughs> he sucks. Mace Windu is black, and these people wear black. Mace Windu was amazing. Where's the real Alano? Mace Windu in the movies sucks. He had a purple lightsaber. Oh, then that's enough. Yes, that's enough. That's enough for me. You know that was one of the rules in his contract? He'd only do it if he got to have a purple lightsaber? Yeah, mm-hmm. and if it had the inscription motherfucker on it. Yeah. Well, I imagine it did, but you couldn't see it for the lens flare. <laughs> no, from the green screen. Mm, that too. So, here we go. Ru- oh, Russell Crowe is going to off. use his best fighting technique. <laughs> did you expect him to fight the way he does here? Which is just to furiously headbutt him? No. <laughs> like, what is... What even is Headbutts that? hurt, especially that one there, because he did it from below. Yeah, but he would also hurt his head. Nah. Wouldn't it? No, Russell Crowe's made from nothing from pure malice. Well, he's hard-headed. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, he fights around the world. Also, he's yeah. immortal, so he doesn't... Does he feel pain? You know, I don't think it's ever really covered. He doesn't. No, I think he doesn't because when he gets switched, he has this reaction that is kind of like whoa, like he feels his scar, like, like he goes oh, like oh, like that still has some kind of pain factor for him or something when he gets mortal. Mm. So I think he can't feel anything. Hmm. So does that mean he can he just wear shorts? Yeah, probably if he wanted to. Like, you can't feel temperatures. Well, I think temperature is different from pain, and because temperature is such a vivid aspect of this movie... Oh, yeah, look, he he's warm. It's a winter's tale. Oh, do we get to see Rhea again? My favourite... My favourite tomb? Gravestone. No. She, she has a... Rhea she, has a whole... She should have a tomb. But Rhea has a whole tomb. Wouldn't it be... Uh, no, what's he expecting to happen? Hey, pal, it's me, the guy that you used to hang out with, remember? No. No? This is a different black. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is when he has amnesia, yeah? I'll be 100% honest with you guys. I kind of fell asleep during this movie when I watched it the first time. I woke up several... Like, I didn't fall asleep, like, all the way through. Like, I was just nodding off a bit here and there because I watched it at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. Which was the best... Might I add, if you're going to watch this movie, watch it at 2 o'clock in the morning because... You, hey Arnold Angel and Betty Angel. I was about to say that. Ah, And Rhea. Rhea. Ah, Rhea. Best character. Favorite Rhea. 
Are there any others? There are. There's yeah. a really big one there, but we can't read it. Fucking cinematography, guys. Oh, that's cool. The time sliding yeah. effect, and now is this weird homeless man. Who draws? Is he? But this? not in moonlight, apparently. Yeah, well, he's got amnesia. He can't remember that's what he likes. Yeah. Do you like Colin Farrell's long hair and beard look? The Jesus look? Mm. Yeah? I think it works. He's got it going on. What do you think he was doing during the Second World War? Well, I think he was actually in the river at that point. No, no, he didn't. He did just hop right out of the river and then went to wandering. So, hold on. The question here is that black guy we saw before, was that seen back then? Because the, Yeah, the because the time slides. Yeah. So, when he came out of the river, it was still 1916 or whatever, but now he doesn't remember who he is and walks around. Yeah, I think but, it would have made more sense if he'd hopped out of the river directly into this age, but... No, it's not a magic river, Alana. Oh. He'd be in that river for a long time. Well, it's not yeah, a magic... Time is... He'd be wrinkly. Time is nothing and everything. Because yeah. he didn't. He doesn't like travel through time. It, it just passes just, yeah. all those decades, right? So, yeah, apparently. At no point does he remember himself, but he's lived for so long. And he yeah. shaves at some point, so he's got some... Yeah. You know, he learns to draw better. Fashionista things. Yeah, he learned how to draw. No, no, he didn't. He, that just came to him like it did to... He still knows to go there, though. Hmm. Still came to him well, like yeah, Russell Crowe. It's one of the first things I imagined he could remember. They're, they're premonition but, things, Like does, yeah. he re- does he remember coming out of the river? Yeah. Yeah, hmm. so it'd be one of the first things he remembers. Yeah, he still remembers that. He remembers the grave's important. He remembers this is important. Wouldn't it be great if a cop came up to him and just was like, hey, hey, wash that off. And he's like, oh, right. And just has to do it slowly but surely. <laughs> and here comes uh, black number one. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> well, if you don't like him, that's okay. Because there's black number two. <laughs> well, he doesn't come back, does he? You don't know that. Oh, he does the coin flip thing still. You know, I didn't actually notice him first watching. Well, this movie does that. Well, it makes you notice lots of things. Well, he did mention the change thing. Hmm. I I was I was busy looking at the small child and the woman going, "Who are you guys?" Ah, uh, losers. Oh yeah, and my second time watching it, I noticed you don't see her hair at all. Hmm. No, it's in a beanie. Yeah. Cause it's cold. It's winter. Well, she she's fine. He's fine. No, but like. You know, he's wearing hats. Oh, but she's sick, isn't she? Yeah, she's she? a cancer child, so I imagine mm, she doesn't have No, she's fine. She's, can- she's just playing cancer. Oh, she's got movie cancer. She's a, she's no, she just really wants an Xbox from her mum. <laughs> oh, Mommy, man, it's I 2014, got... so it'd be an Xbox One. Yeah, I've got cancer. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Look, I'm bold. Holy shit. <laughs> I can't remember the names of the stars. Symbolism. No, no, that's not symbolism. She just literally can't remember because you know why? She's too young to know them all. <laughs> She's busy wanting an Xbox. <laughs> Xbox One. Oh, well, yeah. The one true Xbox. Yeah. Yes. Best Xbox, Bartek? I've always been a PlayStation guy. A PS4 man, huh? Yeah, I, lived, I got one not too long ago. Mm. Did you play Metal Gear Solid 2 on it? No, I still haven't, don't have any games for it. Can you play Metal Gear Solid 2 on it? Uh, you can if you buy the... Well, no, not the PS4. You can play it on the PS3 if you buy the Oh, well, see, even the PS4 knows Metal Gear Solid 2 sucks. Ryan. What? It's a nice game. (laughs) It's alright. I liked when you got to play a snake. You know... That was, like, the only bit I enjoyed. Do you know one interesting little thing about Metal Gear Solid 2 you probably never noticed, (laughs) because not even I noticed it? 
It sucks. Realistic ice melting physics. Really? There's a part in the game where there's a bucket, and if you shoot the bucket, the bucket will fall over and ice cubes will fall out. And the ice cubes will melt over time. And an interesting thing is, depending on how close they are to other ice cubes, they'll melt faster. Really? That was specifically programmed in the game. Wow. Yeah, they couldn't make a good character, huh? No, they made a fantastic character and... Well, the ice buckets. The ice bucket's a great character. I agree. Well, He's Ryan's, my favourite character. Ryan, oh, fucking hate the Ryan. black of that game, Ryan. Peter Stillman. <laughs> he has a line where he says that he killed his soul. Is that not a fantastic line? This movie has many a lines in it as well. Mm-hmm. Such as this one he's about to write now. I killed my soul. <laughs> Is that what he wrote? No, that's the line from Mel Solid. Peter, Peter Lake? Lake? <laughs> Who knows? We get shirtless Russell, and he is fit still. You know, you want to yeah. mess with him. Look at him. And you know that he's got it going on because he's got a lady. In is his he bed. good because he's wearing white? Possibly. So wait, why is it that the crystals are going off now? Is it because he remembered who he is? I think so. He's triggered that I'm getting close to my miracle again. Oh, now yeah. why would you get that haircut again? You've lived through the times. Wait, is it that he now he remembers himself? He's starting. That's the same lion statue from her house. Yeah. Oh, this is her house now, is it? (laughs) No. Actually, I think it might be. (laughs) Wait. Here's a question: Is he now he remembers who he is? Will he start forgetting the life that he had led when he didn't know who he was? You mean the nothing of all those decades? Yeah. Yeah. Like, will he? Will that fade? But it's not being replaced by anything. I like the more high-tech den these guys have now. But they still look like 1920s? Yeah. Oh, you got to keep the bowl house. I like how he's got this board just written with arrows. Like, you know what I mean? I love these kind of characters. Oh, are they all called Romeo? Caesar. No, he's oh. Caesar. No, he's getting it mixed up with his... Are they just called Caesar, uh, Shakespeare characters just yes. to rub it in our eyes that this is not Shakespeare? Yeah, that was my thought earlier, actually. I didn't notice that. I was going to say something, but I'd be wrong about Romeo. C- Caesar was an actual person, so... Yeah, but obviously they're making... Now that you had Romeo being his other guy and Caesar being this well, guy... I guess down this family history, yeah, then, I don't know, the his father would be Oberon or something. Hmm. No. Okay, well, who Why would no? he be? Why not? That's a very strong <laughs> Would he be Merchant? Merchant. His name is Shylock. Ah, uh, Shylock. It would be Shylock. And he'd be this Jewish guy. And You're only up. one of the family that was. Yeah, true. And um, it could be Othello if he had a black, as you've mentioned several times. Not a black, just black. <laughs> oh, you know, just... Look, oh, he's another oh, one. <laughs> black number three. He was one of my favourite characters, too. I didn't forget to say my favourite character, did I? He was the librarian. The li- black librarian. Okay. Isaac Hayes. <laughs> no. Um, I think my favourite character, it's hard not to say Will Smith mm. as Lucifer. Go ahead and the say main it. the main black. Yeah. Will Smith. Um no, I actually really liked uh I really liked the horse who's a dog. It's a dog. I like the dog in the movie because it's mischievous. It's kind of like running around from place to place. Like, what it, did it do during the hundred years? Well, it probably went to where market. It, it's not established heaven, but wherever the equivalent of heaven is, the stars. Stars, yeah. But it came back. 
Didn't it? I'm sure it was watching over him or something. Yeah, from the stars. From the starry stars? Hmm. So this movie is two movies, isn't it? It's kind of like the first movie, this period piece romance, yeah. uh, fantastical story, and then modern day remembering who you are. Setting right what he thought he had to do. Yeah. Because he, he wanted to use his miracle. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't like the specific thing that he'd write in his goal list, but yeah. Mm. I suppose, yeah, his love failed, but he still got that miracle that he knows he has to use. That's true. <laughs> so, Bartek, what was one of the most outrageous things in this movie that really got to your heart? Like, that, that you felt like, yes, this is, this is the Winter's Tale that I need. Um, the winter style that I need. I suppose it would be just the acting. All of it? This scene is really leaping off the book. I mean, we've listed a bunch of characters that we've loved the acting. Have we, has anyone mentioned a character they haven't liked in this movie yet? Um, Cancer Girl. Cancer Girl. Fuck Cancer Girl. She's got cancer. Mm-hmm. I like Willa. And what was, you know, one of Russell Crowe in South Park's things? He had to fight cancer. Mm-hmm. He, could fight, he could fight cancer, so he fought someone with cancer. I would love to see Russell Crowe kill the kid. cancer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? This is that was his line. Yeah, this yeah. is where we find out that the guy from 1915 can fix computers. Well, no, no, no. Hey, hey, it's established that he was very good at everything. At everything. With, with well, machines. 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 Specifically, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he that's, says, like, oh, yeah, if I do this, this will work. That's old man Pen. I didn't know he had that nickname either. <laughs> I love it when characters have, like, old man as, a, like, a prefix to their name. Yeah, old man Pen. Everyone's favourite old man Pen. Mm-hmm. One day you'll be old man Slewinski. Mm-hmm. No, I won't. And I'll be the one telling kids to call you that. Mm-hmm. And you'll be old man Bartek. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Last the- name's too hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they call you old man K. <laughs> okay, okay. That kind of sounds cool. Yeah, it sounds like the local drug dealer. Yeah. You know where you get your stash from? Old Man K. <laughs> he makes bad jokes, but he'll give you the drugs. <laughs> so, we all had a favourite out, but like, an out, a specific, so you're specifically, when did they get this photo? Was this an earlier? Did they get a photo? I don't think so, but I can believe that it happened somewhere. Well, yeah, lowly thief gets... Oh, this was when they fixed the furnace. Yeah. They had to take a photo of the momentous occasion. To commemorate having fixed the furnace. That was my favourite moment in the entire film. That and the drawing in the moonlight. Those are the, like, the two bits that I would point to. Like You could point to Satan. You could point to Crow. You could point to Magical Horse. You could point to his haircut, but really... You show those two scenes, those two moments, to any stranger, and it'll make them want to watch the movie. You you made the joke earlier that, like, oh, he hugged him after fixing a furnace. That's such a common thing. But really, that is kind of an iconic moment, because it really was tender. Yeah, mm. the two men embracing. Yeah. Uh, two the, men at that point who were not on the same page. The part in There's one part in this movie where I laughed decent-heartedly. It was um, when the horse is on the roof. Just a lot of the lines that were said during that sequence were funny. We've gone past that now, haven't we? No. No? It's yeah. it's literally when they get on the horse, it flies to the climactic scene. You no, know, I don't want to be the guy who has to say this, but have you noticed that 2014 has more black people than 1916? 
yeah, that's uh, that's nice, isn't it? It's yeah. showing how time has progressed. It's a good thing. Does she look over a hundred years old to you? No, but she looks like she's dressed in a whole lot of white because she's obviously deemed to be an angel by this point. Now, did you expect it to be her? No, I didn't see that bit coming entirely. But look, shines for all. I, I, uh, once an old woman walks in, I'm like, oh, it's going to be someone we know. But I didn't. Well, look, when she said not all of them, I'm like, well, <gasps> this acting. Maybe, that, uh, <laughs> shut up. Maybe it was the youngest one. And when she appeared, I'm like, it's probably you, little Willa. I, she's I, not so little If now. she's 100 years old, it's a bit hard to believe. But again, this is one of those, you know, magic fantasy, sorry, magic realism things where you, you want to buy things that happen. Did you see that? the sign in the background? It shines for all. Yeah, because it shines. Wouldn't she be over all 100? the background signs. Well, yeah, because she said that they'd been they'd be dead for at least a hundred years, and actually it'd be ninety eight technically. But she was over two years old back then. Clearly. Yeah, it was, was nineteen sixteen. It's it's two thousand fourteen now. Like, how old do you reckon Little Willow was in two thousand? Sorry, nineteen six. Five or six. Yeah. Six. Add ninety eight. That's one hundred and four. She's, and she's still working. She's looking good for her age. And <laughs> she still lives by herself. Yeah. She doesn't need no man. Yeah. Or maybe she's not you know, into men, Ryan. Yeah, why would you make that assumption? Fine. Maybe she likes. Into- she doesn't have anyone to scissor with. Are you happy? <laughs> I am. I've she's not into that good image. Boys. What? You need an old... Need you need an image of old lady scissoring? I, I support... That kind of thing. Go for it. Old lady scissors, huh? Old lady scissors. To be fair, though, she's from a different time. Yeah, they're more into finger blasting. I've heard this. Well, that's because Ryan brings it up a lot. Yep, old people homes, though, rife with finger blasting. Well, she lived through the decades. What was she doing during World War Two? Sorry, that line right there, old people homes, got me thinking about Baby's Day out now. Because <laughs> my favourite character was from an old person's home. <laughs> Talk about old people's homes. Isn't she got a gorgeous home? She does. It's, it's it's nice and domestic. Consumption. So oh, not domestic no. home. Do you think her sister would have lived to 104? If she did not die of consumption? Maybe that's what happened. Oh, so that's what you're going with now, Ryan. Mm. She died of consumption. Uh, you know, she consumed his cock <laughs> too much. I was actually, yeah, I was actually going to make kind of joke like that. No, you, you didn't get there quick enough. No, I, it's like literally you said the joke just as I thought of it. Oh, well. Because I was going to go with your whole fucking her to death thing. And I'm like, wait a second. Died of cock. <laughs> but then you said it. So I was going to go with semen, but you know, same thing. Like, wouldn't remember, be, remember the come through joke? That was a good one. Wouldn't it be creepy if a baby popped out of her, like, out no. of the grave? And that's it was horrible. like, an immortal baby? No, and it punched its way out of the coffin? And it said, I will live to play Metal Gear Solid 2. And it will suck. <laughs> and I will... it won't. It'd be a good game. And and that's, and that's, oh my god, it'd actually be a good sequel. Like <laughs> a lead up to a sequel. Maybe <laughs> Let's Plays? No. <laughs> yeah, so that'll be a spin off. <laughs> that's actually really good. Having a baby Let's Play. <laughs> I watch that channel. You just have it on it, and it plays one of those games on the iPad or something or other, and it's like, it's gooey gagari all over the place, and you use the YouTube subtitles option. And see what it comes up with. I would watch that. Yeah, I would too. For at least one episode. Uh, but no, no, no. I would watch the sequel, uh, A Baby's Tale. Mm. Where it's a tale of a baby stuck in its dead mum's coffin trying to get out. That's because it wants horrible. to go to China. And it's immortal. And it has to claw its way out. It grows up in the coffin. 
<laughs> has to eat its mum. Oh my god, Ryan. <laughs> and then get this. Okay. How, how good would it be if eventually she eats all it eats all of her mum and it grows? Okay. Like it's still growing up. By the time it gets out of the coffin, it's like nine years old. <laughs> it's like used one of the bones. It's like finally scratched through the coffin lid and I like. I don't want to play broke, into this horrifying broken, story. Broken through. When you said when you said the baby grows, I'm like, oh, he's fulfilling that idea of what he thought Baby's Day Out was going to be. <laughs> the baby literally becomes giant and outgrows people. <laughs> and, oh. Oh, here we go. Oh, oh, that beard. For people not watching the movie, we're just going, ooh, because we feel like it. Yeah. I go, ooh, ah, all the time because I'm the baby stuck in the coffin. I don't know what Would it be great if it didn't even know what Metal Gear Solid 2 was? Bursts out of the coffin and goes, I'm going to make a follow-up to Metal Gear Solid and it will suck! Except it won't. Except for it did. Well, did we just find out that her miracle was making him love her so much that he couldn't die? Yeah. That's kind of Wait, terrifying. I oh. I didn't catch the making him love her. That's but... what he just said. That's what Will Smith, the devil, just said. Yeah. Um, and that brings a whole new realm of creepiness to this. Yeah. Stupid dying girl. Yeah. I like this moment where Russell Crowe just simply says to Satan, look, what we're doing is kind of pointless. Mm. Like, there's no point, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, why do we even bother? So me losing, well, there's no difference. <laughs> and I just like, it's like, well, thanks, Pearly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we haven't mentioned Pearly, the word Pearly. In his name is yet. Pearly. And why is that? Is it because he's got pearly white teeth? be the pearly gates well i mean it's it follows with that whole shiny motif yeah no he just really likes pearls i like the touch that the lighting in this place or specifically is like that just one light bulb dangling above his head and the water yeah but specifically that light bulb it's just kind of like a really minimalistic kind of thing well satan's minimal Mm. look at him he's like two earrings please (laughs) bring consider (laughs) no no Last chance, Pearly. He's, I like how he's like, I'm going to miss you. Why? Pearly's been nothing but a dick. Yeah, but hasn't he kind of been like the person... See, he reacts like, oh. He's like, oh, no, no, things hurt. Yeah, he's, I guess his just senses are more sensitive now. Yeah. Uh, here's something. Bartek, do you know how he got his scars? Uh, is it explained? Yes. Um... I feel like when you say it, I'm going to go, oh, yeah. Now, whether it's true or not is the question. Well, give it to me, baby. <laughs> One more time? No, just now. Um, he says uh, that his wife, that he had a wife, glassed him. Like, smashed a bottle in his face, and then he killed her. Okay. Oh, that sounds familiar, that he killed someone. And I don't know if that's the reason why he's a demon, right? Uh, he's, to... You're saying he's like the Joker, he just makes shit up? Mm. Uh, well, his character is kind of crazy, so we don't actually know whether or not everything he says is honest. Yet again, he's been pretty honest throughout the movie. You know, I just don't know. I didn't buy it at the time, but it's the only explanation we're given, so... I thought it was would have been cool It's like God branded him. <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool? That would be cool. And then he can be... Uh, Cain, yeah? Yeah, Mark of Cain kind of thing. Wouldn't it be cool if he was Cain? Hmm. And they're calling him Pearly. I feel like that would have come up. 
What, him would being Kane? Yeah, we've been told And that. his weapon could be a cane. No, I'm saying, wouldn't it be cool if he was Kane? You know what also didn't happen in the movie? What? A girl, a baby, a baby being born out of a 21-year-old girl who's in a coffin right I'm now. I'm glad about that. Alright, so this is going to be a pretty ignorant question on my part. But Does are she have... seizures a big part of cancer? I never saw it in Breaking Bad. No, I mean No, either. that's a good question. But she's also a child, so how does it affect her differently? And what kind of cancer well, what, does we, she have? Where well, is we it? We never get to find that out. But Brain yeah. cancer? Well, probably, I guess. Maybe that's why she... She'll sleep now. Maybe that's why she always wears beanies and whatnot. Maybe she has, like, a nasty scar under there from brain Oh, maybe she has a second face. Well, if we go with Ryan's hey, theory... she is here. If we go with Ryan's theory, she'll just do anything for an Xbox One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like, seizures are a big deal. She has red hair. Could she be... Could that be a lens flare I see? Yeah. Yeah. It's was that a lens flare or just a light source? You know what? I just look at Colin Farrell. He's like, oh, my God, is it her? Oh, jeez, it might be her. Do I have to wait for a certain time so I can be in a relationship with her? Like, this is these questions you got to ask yourself with these immortal characters that fall in love mm. with someone they knew when they were a child. Mm. It's very weird. It's very weird. These like, And the fact that this is... Like, me saying that is not, like, a, a absurd thing because it's already been told in stories seriously. Mm. Where it's like... He met her when she was a baby, mm-hmm. and now they're married. And that's the thing in real life, too. It's just yeah. like, Ew. I don't know. Maybe I'm kink-shaming. <laughs> well, that's how, um, what's it, Twilight wrapped up of the werewolf going, yep, that baby can be my wife one day. I'm going to fuck that baby. Yeah. No, that's, that's baby's day out. <laughs> <laughs> so, now the action's back on because she's having seizures... She's wearing red too, so is that symbolism? Oh. It has to be. Oh, there it is! My scene. Dog. Your scene? Well, the scene that I like. There's a horse, and I like how no one reacts in this movie. And sometimes they say things about it, but it's always very understated. Oh, it's a naturalistic piece. When I see a horse on the roof, I'm like, oh, horse oh. on the roof. She's looking at it, being like, is it real? Well, I imagine it is. And according to Ryan, it probably shit itself. Probably. How good would it be? This scene is just like and them the, having to dub. The sound mixing for this scene is great because they would have to get rid of all the... And then... And, then, and also... And then Pearly looks at the shit and is like, holy shit! And, like, and it oh, is. Because it's an angel. I get it. Really good one. It's, it's good. So wait. How do guardian angels work in comparison to normal this, this angels? This line specifically got me. Let him do the math. <laughs> yeah. How do guardians and angels work, Alana? I'm honestly not sure. I, mean, I guess there are different variety of angels. Is that a thing in in mythos? Guardian angel? Oh, some. Did you know that statistically more people believe in angels than in God? Uh. I think I've heard that statistic before. Yeah, because you've got well, people who believe in God, generally speaking, believe in angels, and then you've got a whole group of people who just believe in guardian angels. Yeah, they're they're called idiots. No, I'm I'm not I'm not angel shaming. Don't angel shame. I mean, this movie made me believe in angels. In in an age of mobile phones. Yeah, and don't look the cast. No one really. In the age of mobile phones, who's recording this and sending it to CNN? Might I add? This is the same year as Black Annie. (laughs) You mean Blanny? No, My like favourite Annie, mm. Blanny, and and this would also be where Jamie Foxx is the mayor of New York. Mm. Oh. So he would be yeah. like, he'd be like this. 
Wait, no. He... Get me more pics of guardian no, angel no, horses he... and dogs. No, remember, he bowed out at the end. <laughs> but maybe this is during his time. And the guy who got Michael J. Fox got oh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe this is him during the campaign trail. Like, we need more uh... guardian angels. Oh, that would work because he's black and more black people at this mm. time. Yeah, this movie's a, uh, a cacophony of, of black people. So I feel like it... we need more uh, black people? prominent black people in this. What, I mean, the horse isn't enough? The horse is distinctly white. The when mouth. You say, when you say prominent, do you mean the actors or characters? Characters. Okay. Uh, we've got a few good characters, but they're always soft to the side. Oh, yeah, but no, look, watch out. So wait. Basically, what I'm saying is we need more of the devil in this movie. Yeah. Just, he needs to be in roughly uh, every scene. Here's a question. Yes. Are demons in this world allowed in churches and sacred grounds? That's a good question. Because we've never seen them not. No. There's a point where he does go near a church, he just never goes in one. And remember, we don't even see a priest. Yeah. We they, don't even see a member of any church. Did they ever go in the graveyard? Because that would count. Would it? No, they didn't. Graveyards are sacred spaces. Not always. Most. That one was. Some are. Some are, because... Yeah, Hocus Pocus covered this. Yeah. What? Hocus Pocus is a Disney movie about witches, witches. and they can't... They can't touch the ground. They can. They fly above it, but they can't touch it. it. Turns them into stone. Well, these guys aren't witches. No, but they're still on the side of the devil. In that movie, the witches work. They sold their souls to the devil. Oh, so all Demons... people who side with the devil are the same. Is that it? Well, yes. I feel like that you is a generalization. People. Well, they sold their souls to the devil. Did but did, okay. Did a demon sell a soul to a devil? Did a demon have a soul? Yes, I imagine. Isn't that how they work? They're fallen angels, yeah, demons. Yeah, but do angels have souls? Well, Lucifer is a fallen angel. Yeah, mm, true. But well, do souls exist? In this, I think they do. If we're going with the whole thing of angels and God and heaven, then let's go with souls. Well, here's the thing: if souls don't exist for demons, here's well, the thing. I think they are themselves some kind of spiritual being. Yeah, that's exactly right. But so wait, what happens when they die? Where do they go? Um, I think they might just stop being. Well, if we're going with the whole thing that they're immortal, right now he's immortal. Yeah, uh, he's sorry, immortal. not immortal. He's, immortal. he's a mortal. That's what I said. Oh, but it... so potentially he would now have a soul. Yeah. And the soul made him feel his neck. Yeah. So wait, so does that mean now he's mortal? He dies, he just stops being in general, or does his soul go to hell? I think his soul would go to hell. But Satan's like, I'm going to miss you, man. Well, Satan's not in hell at the moment. Yeah, is hell, does hell exist? Well, actually, no, I don't think hell exists at this point, which, to be fair, is pretty okay. Maybe, that, that makes sense. Maybe Earth is hell, and everyone's just living through it well, the best they can. Oh, okay, so according to myths and whatnot, I think that hell would start existing after the you know, the, the cataclysm, revelation style stuff. And that's when all the good people wander off and be stars and Earth just, yeah. Burns. Yeah, hell opens up and all, all that kind of thing. So basically Satan's just going to win the long, long round. Yeah, he's playing the long game. True, but they, he is losing at this point. They yeah. did say that. No, Russell Crowe said it, yeah. yeah. Oh, and Satan agreed. Mm. Sorry, Lucifer agreed. Yeah, Lucifer also doesn't seem to care that hard. Like, he just... Well, just going with he's it. just doing his job. Yeah, exactly. I like that. Like, what will be, will be. Yeah. Russell Crowe beats the fuck out of him. And then, what does Colin Farrell do, guys? Cheaty McCheats. Yeah, he cheats. I hate that. Russell Crowe's playing fair. He's not even, like, you know, he gave him time to get up there. 
to lay the boot in with greater ease. Well, yeah, but Russell yeah. Crowe also, you know, has fought him before as an immortal. Yeah, I like how the woman's just like kind of sitting there going, oh, no, this is terrible. Well, would Not you gonna... want to fight Russell Crowe? Well, I feel like if With she... your cancer-ridden child? If she had teamed up. Could throw the Two child. on one, I reckon they would have had a better option. Yeah. No, he didn't listen to the devil. Oh, look, the star is just pointing at him. We're going, oh, it's, use that thing, point, ray of light. Um, well, I mean, it was shining off a of shiny. Yeah. So wait, what did he stab him with? The rock knife? I don't know. Oh, I got. Did he stab him with the the that thing that had words on it or the words? Oh again? yeah, City of Justice. City of Justice. Oh, is that what he stabbed him with? That's. Crazy. I thought he. I thought he had a knife, but then later on, he's holding the City of Justice thing. Wait, did he stab him with that? Yeah, I think he did. I don't think that would make a very good knife. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a badge. Oh yeah, it's got blood on it. He stabbed him yeah. with that. Yeah, but was that the thing that the light was shining to just now? I think. so. Well, what else would it be? I just thought the light was shining and blinding Russell Crowe, so that way he has enough time to stab him. Hmm. I think because it... he said Lucifer said, "Watch out for starlight," I th- and he didn't. True. Oh, I, I just took that as like a thing of, oh, there's something shiny, so it. Shines. Yeah, I assume there too. But when we saw the snow, it was just like snow. There was nothing protruding. Hmm. And at what point would he have dropped that? And he also he went into his pocket. That's true. I thought the sun, the starlight was shining on his pocket though. Well, what I was like, it? I feel like this is a great moment where the audience is able to interpret it as we wish. Yeah, and this girl has really red eyebrows. Yep, just in case we didn't know she was a redhead. Wouldn't it be great if she'd actually redhead and they just coloured her hair for this movie? I'm guessing that's probably what they did. Yeah, they can't, get, they can't find redhead girls. They don't Fake exist. Fake Ranger, you deserve yeah. to die. Yeah, screw that girl. No, don't whip out. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I was really worried he was going to whip something out there. Well, why'd you tell him to screw that girl? Not yet. Not yet. He has to wait for her to be dead, like the last one. Yep. And Jennifer Carly's just cool. Mm. Uh, You know what I like about her character? She just didn't question anything. No. Well, after... Well, she did question the horse, but only briefly. Well, after you see a guy who's, you know, in a photo... Turn into snow, yeah. Guy from a hundred years ago appearing in a photo looking the exact same. Well, Photoshop exists. Yeah, well, then there's a magic horse that she flew on. And also, then there's Russell Crowe turning into but snow. But it was also a micro fish, which was a micro film that hadn't been touched, so, mm. you know. Oh, here's something. In Mythos of Things, can one just randomly turn into snow and kill? Because it seemed like that was a statement that he said, and Lucifer's like, oh, you, you, want, you want them to go that way, huh? Oh, the old traditional way. Yep. I thought, like, a pillar of salt, maybe, or something. That's more God style. Actually, was he salt? Was he snow? He, he was snow. Salt. No, he was like snow. Ice, kind of. He said, Russell Crowe said, I want him to turn into salt and blow away in the breeze. I mean, this turn into shot, snow and blow away in the breeze. This shot here, which is, like, you know, zooming away or panning away, whichever, um, reminded me of the room. <laughs> the uh, ending. Yeah. No! <laughs> He's dead. Is he dead? Well, specifically after all that dialogue, when it's panning away, you can just hear the sirens. But then she says something that was different. So, did his wait? So his whole crew, Russell Crowe's crew, just died. Then, yeah, they yeah. got snow. They got. Oh yeah, they, yeah, they fell watered. into the. Or did they die or are they just like trying to get out? Yeah, because they're they're mortal. Yeah. Yeah, they're mortal. But wait, no, no, they're mortal because they could got killed with bullets. Yeah. Oh. He and shot I think that. it was yeah. kind of briefly mentioned that Peter used to be in that gang. Yeah, he. Oh, yeah, he used to be in that gang. He was the best thief. Didn't you know he was a yeah, thief? Exactly. Did you know he was a thief? In case you weren't wondering, we didn't mention it a lot. He was a thief. Mm. Dunkin' Donuts, they're thieves. Product placement. No. 
You can buy a no. Red, you can buy Red Bull from there. I'm sure. You can buy a Thief from there. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts is one of those donut places. No, actually, well, like they're mostly uh, known this, for their coffee. This is where we're getting the message that you know, what if that girl wasn't even important and the universe just loves us all equally? I don't know about you, but I've never had a hundred-year-old person from the past fly a magic horse in order to save somebody. Are you sure? I'm afraid I would have noticed. This. Here I am. <laughs> little did you know Fun fact Your little brother A hundred year old man Flew a magical horse To the present time In order to save my brother No I'm the hundred year old man Who flew on a magical horse To create a podcast For you to be on To save you From not watching this movie Oh my god That makes sense Oh He went to the grave all the time But he never even bothered To clean it It's rude of him You Are A dick Sir Maybe he Didn't feel like he was worthy So was she the horse what? No, no, the horse is just going to take him up to her. There she is. She's the purple star. Oh, on in Orion's belt, yeah. isn't it? Oh, there was a bit before, Bartek, when I was watching it last night. I watched it with my housemate, Mark, who's been on the show before. And we were, like, you know, watching it. And there was a bit where he, like, grabbed her head and, like, pushed it down. And we're like, oh, is he going to make her suck his, co- like, his cock? Okay, so this is a point that my friend who read the book said to me. He's like, I found the the ending's meant to be uplifting, but it was just fucking horribly depressing because the guy dies. And I'm like, what? He, no, in the movie, he just rides a horse up and does, oh, wait, no, he dies. Yeah, he's he? dead. Yeah. But he's also been living for so long, yeah, so it's kind is, of a good thing. Which is fair. Well, he, because he's kind of out of it for a lot of those decades. It's kind of like uh, that whole idea of when you get a genie and you get wishes, you wish for infinite wishes. So, like, her miracle... Was it so that he lived long enough to get his miracle? Yeah, just domino the miracles. And you yeah. see, that's why the demons are losing. Maybe, maybe he made the little girl uh, immortal until she gets her miracle done, and it's just a chain reaction. Oh. oh, my God, and then the baby that's stuck in the coffin needs to get its miracle done, and you know what its one is? Just to get out of the fucking coffin. It's a fair miracle. And, like, the, the grave diggers will come, and they're like, what's this? And it's just like this... <laughs> There's a baby that's, like, dug its way out and it's just dead on top. And they're like, do we just put it back in? Yes, yeah. Well, I got a spare PS2 in. with no Solid 2 on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, it's a, and then it, like, goes... And, like, grabs him by the feet and it becomes me- a horror movie. The reason why Raiden didn't die in that game... Because he sucked so hard that they wanted to bring him back. Because he got a miracle by the baby. Yeah. Raiden sucked. <laughs> So, that is Winter's Tale, guys. We've talked about a lot of things. We're going to give our reviews and a rating of our choice. I'm going to go straight off the bat. Um, this movie is uh, magic. It this is. movie is romance. This movie is demons and angels. Yeah. This is good and bad. It is everything that you need in a current romance movie. You see, the the genre of romance is very hard to do because with the style of storytelling that we, the Western society, have come accustomed to, there's certain rules that you have to follow, certain uh, conventions or cliches, certain structuring, and this movie bypasses those. Like, usually, the love doesn't die until the third act of the movie, or at least... The second one, they die straight up at the, like, at the start of the second act of this movie. They, they're not in it that long. And, and it's a movie that is not only does that, but it, it explores the idea of, of what if 
you are bigger than what you appear to be? What if, you know, you are not just a little cog in the big machine, but you are in fact the machine? Everyone is important. And their relationship, although small, although little, was actually big and that it is important. The small time that they had together, the fact that they knew that it wasn't going to last because she was dying, but they did it anyway, and it defined them both as individuals, before and after death. I think it's a very interesting uh, take on the romance genre to to play around with the uh, that with magical realism and fantasy elements and also bringing in these kind of kind of religious things into it the you know with angels being there and demons and all this stuff it's very it's a very interesting take on it and the fact that the movie does not spoon feed you it's a movie where hey you may watch it the first time and you're confused and i think maybe that's one of the reasons why this movie did not get the appreciation and love that it deserves because it's a movie that makes the audience do the legwork. It doesn't spoon feed, it just says, hey, here's a story, enjoy. The horse has a name. Listo. Listo. Um, it's just, hey, enjoy this story of love and death. And we're going to chuck these elements at you. These highbrow concepts, these... These concepts that we as humans think about, but since you can't get a de definite answer on them, will forever be a mystery. So why not put that in a movie as well and put it in a romance story? Because there's so many elements to romance that are like that. You just can't explain, but you can emulate the feelings of. And I feel this movie does that. Um... The elements that, you know, really work, really work. And I don't think there's very many negatives of this movie. The negatives are the fact that it makes the audience do the legwork, work, but that's a positive, you know? Like, I don't think that's the fault of the film at all. I think it just, in time, the audience will find it and they will love it like we have. If I have to give this a rating, um, <clears throat> I would give it a Metal Gear Solid 2 Socks. Out of fuck off Raiden. <laughs> okay. Uh, Bartek, let's hear from you. Um, look, Metal Gear Solid Two is a long game. <laughs> <laughs> um, I the vamp fight, I admit, wasn't that great. But you know, you, if you shoot out three of the four lights, then he won't go super crazy and he'll be a little easier to kill. Also, if you have infinite ammo, the stinger missile will not only kill the frame rate, but it'll kill him very quickly. Um, also, the O2 mask in that fight... Sorry, not the O2 mask. The O2 gauge in that fight it was kind of pointless. It didn't really do anything, even when you lower it by shooting stinger missiles at the water. Which, that was a kind of weird thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the movie! Um... <laughs> So, this movie, Winter's Tale, not A Winter's Tale, not The Winter's Tale, but in some places known as A New York Winter's Tale. Everyone's favourite New York tale. Everyone's favourite New York tale. Um, tale as old as time. You did say it pretty well, Ryan. It has that whole mix of, it's a romance film, but it's also got those fantasy elements. I think what I liked most about it was this kind of to bring it back to that like 
joke we made in the Starsky and Hutch episode. It's just breakfast. It, it's a movie that it it just presents something to you and it wants you to be with it. Like, be on board with it, I mean. Mm. So it's the kind of movie that if you're going to hate it, it's probably because you didn't want to be on board with it. You didn't feel the need to be on board with it. Therefore, you're not in for a good time. And you know what? Having remembered what I said about my history with this movie, hearing about it on the cinemasnob.com, and that it's this crazy movie that you just gotta watch because you gotta see it to believe it, I feel like if I didn't walk into it with the context of my understanding of unappreciated masterpieces as it is has been this past year, I probably would have been gone into it expecting something much more uh, crazy than it actually is because there are... There are moments in this movie that you can argue were crazy, but there are a lot of poignant moments in it. And that was the thing that surprised me most about this movie, that it had those poignant moments. The whole love story that was done completely different. Like, what other movie that has so many crazy moments is also primarily a love story? That's true. That is true. Mm. Um, And in turn, I give it my love as well. That's not my rating, but I give it my love. And... Yeah, even lo- looking past all the story themes and elements, it's, it's got recurring motifs. I won't make a joke that black people are a motif, because that's, that's just a joke. But the whole light thing, reflecting off things, um, the religious symbolism, and again, doing the legwork, doing all the hard thinking. Like, oh, all these elements of, uh, let's say, Will Smith's character do all add up when you think about it like yes time is everything and nothing for him hence why he's reading a book wearing clothes uh says yo has all these mannerisms that wouldn't be around during the world war one era um it, it all fits together when you put it together when you think about it it's it's just a movie that you really have to admire when you watch it and when you think back on it like i'll admit this is my second time watching it. I liked it more the, the second time. And I loved the movie the first time. And you didn't even listen to it with audio, so... Mm. That's how good it is. Mm. Got a rating there? Yes. Um, now look, this movie is set in New York. So I want to give this movie a rating. The biggest thing in New York, which is the Empire State Building, mm. which in cinema that's history... Mm. You know, that film... Uh, sorry, that, that, that place there, that building, uh, was prominent in King Kong, which is... Uh, very popular film, and it is also the film that Jack, aka Ryden, and his girlfriend watched during their first date, which just made that game Metal Gear Solid to all the more. I romantic. hate you. I hate you. I hate you. Alana, a review and rating? Oh my goodness. A rating related to Metal Gear Solid 2? Oh, no. No. Hey, I, you did it too, Ryan. I, I'm going to throw conventions to the wind for this movie. I'm going to start with my rating, which I'm going to try to encapsulate the pure poetry of this movie. My rating for this film is a single glimmer of light on a falling coin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Metal Gear Solid 4 had that somewhere. Oh, definitely. Was Ryden when in Metal Gear Solid 4? Yeah. I'll make so sure he became not a cyborg ninja. I'll make it sure he not did to become play a cyborg ninja. He was pretty excellent in that movie. But no, I actually, <laughs> that movie. Well, oh, sorry. That well, it, oh, was, it like, is a that is a joke about Metal Gear Solid Four. Yeah, <laughs> let's face it. It was a movie with a couple of buttons you had to press occasionally. Yeah, Eight hours of cutscene. Yep. Total. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Just leave the controller over there. Don't let it bother you. Um, you can pause in that game so you can pee. <laughs> Unlike Metal Gear Solid Two. Yeah. Another reason why it sucks. But no, Winter's Tale. I played around with a lot of good conventions. I like that it did the whole black and white symbolism thing, but it also used heat and temperature to really. <laughs> 
delve into this dualism. That's right. That was good. It's very good. And yeah, second watch through, you notice so many more things you would have missed. So this isn't a movie I would tell somebody to just go and watch this movie. I'd tell them, go and watch this movie, go away, think about it for a while, and then watch it again to just get even more from it. No, that was emotional. <laughs> Bartlett and I have... Uh, I have uh, reviews here from IMDb. Well, you have that. And Bartek, that's why I said I, and Bartek has comments from YouTube, uh, specifically from the trailer. Two of them are from a, <coughs> a YouTube clip of, uh, I think, Will Smith's first scene. But uh-huh. most of my comments are from the uh, trailer comments, yes. Um, I think I'll start with my first review from IMDb. Mm-hmm. And then you can read a couple of your comments and go back and forth. The first review here is the slightly longer one out of the ones I have here. They're all very good, uh, short and to the point. Um, So I'll start with this one from 2014 when the movie did come out. Uh, Not as bad as many people make it out to be. (laughs) (coughs) High praise. There's no star rating here either. Uh, First, some background. I'm a guy. A shoot 'em up, blow 'em up, Clint Eastwood lovin' dude, spelt with a U. I do appreciate, however, a good romantic story. Also, I have not read the book. Heck, never even heard of it until now. So that said, here is my take. The haters seem to fall into three major categories. First, there are the love the book, hate the movie types. Since I never read the book, I can't speak to this, other than to say, sorry, it's not the book, it's a movie. <laughs> I will. I always tell my kids that the medium of film is radically different than that pulp, and what works in one doesn't necessarily work in the other. Given that, once you go into the movie with an open mind, even if you've read the book... The second, there are the, I never read the book, the movie didn't make sense. Now that I can talk to, now that I can talk to, Uh I never did myself, I, I never did find myself all that confused. I think, I think falls in large part to the fact that I never assumed the movie was supposed to be based on reality. I mean, come on, given the rather obviously fantastic aspects to the story. It's not meant to be taken seriously. You're given an overarching concept, basically the power of love to do amazing things. And if you buy in, then the particulars are not really all that important. If you can't get beyond that or simply don't buy into the central uh, conceit, then you won't like the movie because it rides that wave for all it's worth. Third are the folks who thought the movie was too schmaltzy. Now that I would at least partially agree with. That said, again, the movie doesn't try to hide the fact that it wears its heart on its sleeve. We should have used that as a rating. (coughs) Uh, It's fair that if one does not go for that kind of thing, then you won't like this film. All that said, I thought it was good. Romantic film. My personal criticisms fall mainly on somewhat wooden acting and the overall lack of feel. (laughs) That's right, despite all I said above, there was just something about the film that just never really drew me into the characters. For some reason, I never really felt truly emotionally invested in the characters. I didn't hate them. 
I didn't care. Just not nearly as much as I thought I should. I also thought some of the acting was a bit forced, and this might have contributed to being able to lose myself in the characters, almost like the actors did a good job acting like the characters, but never quite crossed into being the characters. So if you're willing to accept the movie for what it is worth, an unbashedly romantic film that weaves religion as an integral part of the story, then I think that you will enjoy the film. It's not perfect by any sense of the imagination, but I am H.O., in my honest opinion. Okay, yes. <laughs> We've established this, because one time I didn't know what it was. Yep. Um, it's not nearly as bad as some folks are making it out to be. Wow. See, it's a sensitive review, that one. Mm-hmm. You want me to read some comments? Yes, mm. please read okay. some comments. This, this first comment is from a guy who, who knows his flaws, uh, which is something to admire. Romantic people will enjoy this movie more than people like me. Too bad I am not much of a romantic guy. Ah, tragic. This next one, it, it brews up some political conflict. <laughs> it, this one starts with an ellipsis, so dot, dot, dot. Just another sappy movie for bleeding hearts and future Democrats. <laughs> and, the, and the response to this one, well... I am a Democrat, mm. but I don't see what that has to do mm. with anything. Mm. Reasonable thinking. Mm. Yeah, logical. And this one also has some conflict, but it, it ends with just a beautiful message. I love this movie. It's incredibly beautiful and it's poetic. You have to be a true romantic to understand and enjoy this movie. The response, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> the response to that, why are you telling me to shut up? Didn't resort to using the F word. Good. <laughs> Response. Uh, there's no punctuation. The movie was shit. It should be banned for how fucking bad this piece, spelt like opposite of conflict, of crap it. Not is it. And the final response, the beautiful part. No, it isn't. It's a beautiful, misunderstood story of love and chance. Oh, that's so good. Mm. Um, I'll read my next one, uh, next couple. Sure. This one's called Loved It. It doesn't have any star ratings either. As the reviews indicate, either you'll love it or hate it. I loved it. My wife hated it. Quite a turnaround considering I wanted to see Robocop, but it was her turn to pick. Slow and confusing in the beginning, but picked up speed after the first encounter of Peter and Beverly. The characters were immediately likable, and the two child actresses were captivating. Russell Crowe... <laughs> oh, just They were captivating. Russell Crowe was great as a demi-demon pearly. The visuals were terrific. I love that. Demi-demon pearly. <laughs> the visuals were terrific. It kind of made me think of Titanic with demons. Angels and even a Pegasus replacing the boat. That's amazing. <laughs> all under the win- winter, all under the winter NYC backdrop. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to the dialogue because there were several of those. Oh wow, that's what that meant. Moments mm-hmm. later on. See, I like how it established the whole thing. He was into it. Wife wasn't. Yeah. It's like what I said before. You're, you're either with the movie or you're, or you're not. not. Yeah. And, and, and he was in your affinity. This is a nine nine star review. If you like romance, poetry, and magic, you can't miss it. Nine stars. 
one of the most romantic movies in years. Pure poetry and magic. It gets you deep. It gets deep in your heart. It takes you to places you've never gone. Time doesn't have a meaning. Does it? <laughs> he has that as a question mark. Oh, good. good and evil have a balance. Which one will run? Both? None? <laughs> I give it a 9 out of 10. Set in a mythic New York City and spanning more than a century, Winter's Tale is about miracles, crossed destinies, and the age-old battle between good and evil. The film marks the directorial debut of Academy Award-winning screenwriter... Um, how do you say it, Bart? Like Akiva? Um, Akiva Goldsman? Uh, Akiva Goldsman, uh, A Beautiful Mind, and stars Colin Farrell. Spelled with just the one L. Is that wrong? No. Yeah, he spelled with two L's. Oh, okay. If you like romance, poetry, and magic, you can't miss it. And then um, I'll read just one more. Yeah, I just then... want to say I've got a more comments than I thought I got over ten. So oh, that's all right. I'll just read one more. It's called "I Love It." Ten stars. Now, warning: this review may contain spoilers, and it's from 2015. <clears throat> what month? March. Oh, okay. I have been watching a lots yeah. of movie. Wow. <laughs> now, now, warning. Wrong use of plural, my friend. No, no. Uh, you're going to find out what country this review's from very oh. shortly. I'm watching a lots of movie. This is one of the best movie i watched. <laughs> I actually watch more than once. I feel like the movie spoke to me in one way or another. I'm just a simple guy who lives in China. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wait, I'm just a simple guy who lives in China. <laughs> a don't don't have any. <laughs> just just the letter A. Okay. So, A don't have any connection with anyone who worked in this movie. But I admire the movie, and this is my way. This is my way saying it. Dot dot dot. Thanks who did it. <laughs> dot dot dot. My response to this movie was, it was great. The reason why I say this is because I can relate to these things that happen in the movie. <laughs> if you're someone who wants to watch love, disgust, and good and powerful movies, this is one of the best. Thanks, everyone, who took the time to read my review at this movie. At this movie. Wow. This is my opinion. Dot, dot, dot. Not you. Dot, dot, dot. You are free and welcome to write wow. yours. <laughs> yeah, I love it, but it was actually a really nice review. You go, yeah. Bartek. Read a okay. bang a couple of us. I love that. I'm just a simple guy from China. So, um, this one acknowledges the fact that some people didn't like the movie. <sighs> the response specifically. This is the initial comment. I love this film. I guess the reviewers didn't, but what do they know? Lovely story. And the mm. response... Yeah, aside from the trailer being misguiding as hell, and that the movie is batshit crazy with flying cosmic horses, mm. demon Russell Crowe, snow-melting lady, and loose foe Will Smith dressed like Jimi Hendrix in the 1930s. <laughs> I will say this, I will say this though, it is entertaining at least. Mm. I like that snow-melting lady, after we talked about, you know, human body is actually hot, would melt snow, yeah. as being one of the crazy points of the movie. That is pretty crazy. Um, <clears throat> Alright, this next one. Uh, there's a lot of all caps and multiple exclamation oh, marks. Oh, that's a good sign. <clears throat> 
Love it! People who don't believe in love will never understand that great masterpiece. Thank you, Warner, for the great movie. And there are some responses. Oh, <laughs> I saw it with my sister-in-law. I loved it. She thought it was awful. Don't know why. <laughs> Response to that. She just doesn't understand how much love was in it. <laughs> I cried when Peter saw Beverly's photos on the computer. And believe me, I never cry for movies. I'm an 18-year-old male teenager. And as far as I know, as far as I know, dot, dot, people with that description never cry in movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, colon, uh, vertical line, which I don't know what it's called, but it's above the enter key. And one more response. Me too, just wow, please keep doing movies like that. Wow. Marvelous. I went with my, this is a different one. I went with my granddaughter and her husband to see the film. We had an interesting conversation about the nature of immortality on the long drive back. We went across the border to Indiana to see the film. This was how badly we wanted to see it. (laughs) Don't let the comments of machismo hombres keep you from seeing the film. A man with a sensitive side isn't a bad thing, and it's far from a chick flick... Oh, that guy is singled out one person. (laughs) And I'll read one more. Uh, Worst movie ever, shitty love story, just boring. The demons are weak, which don't make any sense. And it is about love, which is a load of crap, and boring. (laughs) Alright, that's your last one. I've got two left. Mm -hmm. This one is The Perfect Love Story. Ten stars. I've got like seven left comments, yeah. Where are the awards for Winter's Tale? <laughs> this truly is the best sto- love story I have ever seen. Almost ever. In my opinion, Colin Farrell should have won the award for Best Actor, Best Performance of the Year. Hands down. The reviewers aren't even close to getting this one right. This is totally magical. The soundtrack, the photography, the story, everything was unique. One glitched, I noticed, though. <laughs> after watching it several times was that Will Smith was listed with the other stars in the closing credits. What happened there? For the record, I think that anyone who understands this movie can look around at other people with a little more grace and compassion as it is possible that they could be someone's miracle. I think we need to be reminded that of that more often. I recommend this film to every woman on the planet. That includes you, Alana. Definitely. And then the last one. Thank you, Akiva. Yes, that's it. Like, that's the title. Thank you. Ten stars. This movie is fantastic. Fantastic spot with a capital F. This movie is great. This movie is warms your heart. Did I mention this is from Indonesia? No, you didn't. Um, uh, no, I didn't. Akiva... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Akiva is the girl in the movie that brings people <laughs> some... <laughs> <laughs> Akiva is a hero. <laughs> wow. Oh, God. Thank you. For the movie, much good. <laughs> That's one sentence, much good. Great movie. Many entertainment. 
<laughs> much. It's like the Doze meme. Yeah. Wait, many entertainment. Much wow. Oh my god, this. Yes. It is. It is just Doge. <laughs> and then wait, wait. Prepare yourself for this one. Much wow. There, ten lines. What? <laughs> oh, it's the cop for the review minimum. <laughs> yeah, you have to go to the minimum of writing ten lines. But wait, Bartek. This movie is fantastic. This movie is great. This movie warms your heart. A kiver is the girl oh, in the movie that brings people hope. A kiver is our hero. Oh. <laughs> this is still the review. Thank you for the movie. Much good, great movie. Many entertainment, much wow. There, ten lines. This movie is fantastic. This movie is great. This movie warms your heart. Akiva is the girl in the movie. That brings people hope. Akiva is a hero. Thank you for the movie. Much good, great movie. Much Many entertainment, much wow. There, ten lines. This movie is fantastic. This movie is great. This movie warms your heart. Akiva is the girl in the movie. That brings people hope. Akiva is a hero. Thank you for the movie. Much good, great movie. Many entertainment, much wow. There, ten lines. The end. <laughs> Luke would like that. <laughs> <laughs> I read that last night and I was like in wow. tears. That reminds me of it's from our lost episode, but in the Like Mike episode, there was one review you read which was literally, You're gonna make me lose my mind <laughs> up in here, up in here, repeated over and over again in all caps. <laughs> Alright. Uh, so I got like seven more strings of comments. Um, <clears throat> comments are great on YouTube. They are. Alright, this one. The voice of the people. This one starts weird. Colon 17 dot dot, the light Brit, the light bearer. In the troubling times we are going through and forced to raise our children in, Holly Wormwood ramps up its perpetuation of garbage and negativity. <laughs> These people have nothing good to bring to the table. And for the people who can't see the evil emitting from entertainment, may God help you. <laughs> You mentioned the movie. Also, I don't know what the seventeen thing was about. <clears throat> That's what you had a problem with. That's what he had a problem with. <laughs> Ryan, did you know that Will Smith is New Age of Lucifer? His kids are puppets for androgyny. Willow, the female daughter, is wanting to be male. Jaden, named after his mother, of course, is wearing dresses. I watch nothing with Will Smith in it. It's all satanic garbage. <laughs> So, wow. so that he doesn't know or she doesn't know how much Will Smith's in the movie mm. they just don't watch it this is something that I alluded to at the very beginning of our watching of the movie alright this is in quotes this is not a true story mm-hmm. <laughs> I died OMG mm-hmm. three exclamation marks capital X capital D mm-hmm. response if you die you will be a star <laughs> is that a threat? Is that a threat? <laughs> Alright. If you die, you'll be a star. Fourth last string of comments. Oh, God. Again in quotes. This is not a true story. And this next part's also in quotes. This is a love story. OMFG, love isn't real. Holy shit, what is the world coming to? <laughs> Response. Really? That's what you find fault with this? The concept of love, not the need to iterate that this isn't a true story. Some people just make jokes. Some people take it seriously. Uh, <laughs> humans are complicated. <clears throat> okay, this one, this one's you know, for not not for good boys. So I'm uh, watch out, bad this boys. Isn't, this isn't me speaking. <laughs> I'm gonna download it just to see that redhead naked and blow my nut, and then go watch <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> 
Why wouldn't you just blow your nut while watching Game of Thrones? There were some responses to this Wait, one. Why wouldn't you just right. blow your nut while watching Game of Thrones? There's guaranteed nudity there. There were some responses to this one that didn't include where he's like, some girl's calling him out and he's like, I'm going to blow my nut to you and then watch Game of Thrones, but I didn't put that in. He's a champion. He's honest. Yeah. Like Lucifer. This one is just one sentence. Russell Crowe, Colin, you should be super proud playing an accent like that. (laughs) (laughs) You should be. And one last one, just to end this whole really weird experience. Lutera! What? Hindi movie! (laughs) That's it. (laughs) No, 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 there are responses. Response. Not reincarnation, dot, dot, dot. Much more complicated. <laughs> Much more complicated. <laughs> and last response, this is the last comment, may be. <laughs> so just to recap that whole thing, <laughs> the first comment was Lutera, dot, 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 Hindi movie, dot, 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 all in capitals, mm-hmm. not reincarnation, much more complicated, mm-hmm. may be. <laughs> what is it? Sounds like the diaries of a serial killer. Well, that was Winter's Tale, guys and girls out there, and good boys and bad boys, and good girls and good bad girls, and dead girls. Rydens and snakes. Rydens and snakes. That's actually a good game. I'd, I'd watch that game. Rydens and snakes. It says snakes and ladders. <laughs> Snake takes you up, of course. <laughs> Ryden just brings you down. Um, as always, you've been fantastic, amazing, wonderful listening people. Lana, great to have you on as a guest, finally. Bartek, as always, you've been a good boy. And if you guys have any suggestions for future movies that we could cover on the show, do uh, drop us a line. We have our Facebook page, Spit and Polish Presents, where we have a link there where you can suggest movies to us. Because, hey, we may have not done Winter's Tale because we may not have even known of its existence. And... And, you know, this is just uh, dumb luck, you know? We may not know a movie that you really, really would like to hear us talk about, and if we don't know it, we may never do it, because that's an unappreciated masterpiece right there. Mm-hmm. Um, as always, been great, fantastic. Remember to be kind to each other. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Ryan, you ready for some demon improv? Yeah, sure. All right. This is going to be like a, I'll tell the story, you, you'll make a choice. <clears throat> oh, good. Good old Ryan Slewinski is walking in the park. Uh, Jolly good day for me, says Ryan Slewinski walking in the park. Jolly good day for me. All of a sudden, a demon appears in front of him. An Italian demon, but he doesn't have an accent, he's just Italian. (laughs) The demon says to Ryan, Ryan, I will give you a choice that you have to make. Be careful, this is a mortal choice between life and death. Oh, no. And Ryan's shivering in his boots that he's currently wearing while on a jolly walk through the park, says, Okay, okay, what is the choice? Okay, what is the choice? The demon says to Ryan Slewinski, jolly walking in the park, Ryan, do you wish to die or do you wish to live? What is Ryan's response? I wish to die. Very well. And the demon killed him. <laughs> and that's it. That's it. What happened if I lived? Uh, do you want me to go, like, go yeah. back and change yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you choose? I wish to live. Very well. You shall live. And the demon went away. 
Oh, that was emotional. You were really bad at choose your own adventure stories, Ryan. I thought you, I was going to become a star. Ending. You're the bad ending. First. I thought I was going to become a star. Yeah. No. Oh. no, you think you think it's your miracle? I am a miracle. I also have the greatest joke in the world. It's very meta. Do you want to hear it? Go. All right, <clears throat> it's a DC joke, so you, people that like know DC will get it. All right, the comics that are. Yeah, yeah, Good. specifically Batman. All right, not AC. What? All right, now look, this is a very clever joke. You might not even laugh. It's that clever. What did the Joker tell Batman? What? A joke. 